Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this intro should be a little more brief than the past couple of weeks have been. There's not a ton of news to report. There's not a ton of uh, non-news Dave stuff to report, which is fine by me, believe me. The G.I. Joe 6-inch line from Hasbro that is still just a rumor at this point. Uh, A very well-confirmed rumor, and I found out who the source is. I'm not going to reveal it here, uh, but I will tell you that it's somebody that has been featured on my social media and that you can find on Instagram doing something... uh, You know what? That's too much. I don't want to... I don't want to get. I don't want to be crass, but I will say, having discovered who the source of information is, um, personally, I am 100% positive that this line is happening. It's set to launch in June or July, uh, and that the information we have seen thus far is correct. Now, that's me. I'm personally 100% positive. At this point, though, this is still just rumors and and allegations. There are no allegations. I don't know why I said that. I like that word. Uh, so, in further news of the rumors, G.I. Joe Classified is the name of the line, which I think is very cool. It's Classified has sort of a hit. I mean, I learned the word from G.I. Joe. Uh, so, it's a fine name for a line. I don't know how much sense it really makes, considering they're going to be right there in big old window boxes. Uh, but, well, of course, we don't know that. We don't know what the packaging will be. And that's the thing. With this information revealed, there's still so much to be excited about as far as what's the packaging going to look like? How are the figures going to look? Are they going to be more Marvel Legends style? Or are they going to be more Black Series style? Personally, uh, I, I absolutely 100% hope that they lean a little closer to Star Wars Black Series. Uh, I want my G.I. Joe to look more... Uh, realistic than fantastical uh, and and it's weird to say that but um, you know they could go either way they could lean more towards a comic booky look or they could lean more towards and look I want them to look exactly like uh, the the 80s character designs i'm not saying they should do what sideshow did and make them like too realistic but as far as the detailing and everything i want them to look like actual little human beings and not more comic booky i I hope you get what i'm saying with that so uh, the the final piece of information we've got so far this week is that the first assortment is going to be the the case assortment is going to be two snake eyes, one destro, one duke, one scarlet, and one roadblock. Uh, now that's a bit of an odd assortment, considering there's only one villain uh, in there and it's only five characters. So it's a, it means a case is only going to be six figures, but at the same time. That's great because it means cases will move out faster, I think. Uh, And 
there's also a pretty good chance we're going to see two, maybe even three waves hit at the same time. This is just considered the first wave, so it's not like we're going to get these five characters, and then four months later we're going to get five more characters. I don't think, uh, since there's a movie attached to this, and maybe, although maybe it will happen that way, because I don't know when the Snake Eyes movie is coming out, uh... I probably should have pulled that up and have it to have it in front of me, but maybe these are sort of a test. So these will hit and then it'll be until the movie comes out, but then we'll get two or three waves at once. I don't know. And then again, that's part of what's still exciting about the possibilities of this entirely fictitious line that isn't confirmed by Hasbro. So there you go. A little update on GI Joe, another update, uh, in, in less happy news, so I complained about Megalopolis Toys last week and the way that they were handling an order that I placed with them. Uh, if you want all the details, go back and listen to last week's episode, which, why didn't you anyway? Uh, but I was dissatisfied with how long they were taking to ship some in-stock items. I sent them an email. Uh, they responded by telling me I had been moved to the top of the queue, which isn't really, like, I don't want special treatment. I want to know if it always takes over a week for you to ship in stock items because if it does i'm not going to shop here anymore because that's ridiculous so uh saturday came around and we were coming up on two weeks since i had placed the order so on saturday i shot another email saying uh hey i'm sure my order will get here whenever it gets here but i still have the question is this standard for megalopolis toys and I got a response of, I'm so sorry, uh, did some research and found out that our system allowed you to order an in-stock item, so your order has just been sitting here unfulfilled. Well, guess what, jackass? Maybe you should have looked at that the first time I sent the email. Uh, I, I am thoroughly displeased. Well, and then he said, we are out of the Big E wwe basic figure that you ordered i can offer you a refund uh six dollars in store credit which this is a 4.99 figure which is why i ordered it which is going to come in to be important in a minute uh 4.99 biggie out of stock we can offer you six dollars in store credit well whoopty fucking shit like i'm ever going to order from you again or we can just send you some random thing for 4.99 from our inventory uh and i said a refund please and uh, he said, "Your the rest of your order has shipped. And so two over two weeks after I placed the order of in-stock items, I got my items. And I will say this. Uh, no, Okay, so Wednesday. They came yesterday. Today is Thursday. I'm recording this. They came yesterday. Uh, I will say this. Everything was packed very carefully, although they used styrofoam peanuts, which seems like some amateur hour bullshit to me. Like... You're not going to see Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store or literally any other online retailer using styrofoam peanuts in this day and age. So that was that put me off. That I jokingly said, well, that's the third strike, even though I was already done with them at that point anyway. But everything was packed very carefully. Everything was in 100% pristine mint condition. Uh, one of the best packing jobs i've seen outside of big bad toy store who are the best uh very well wrapped uh a sticker uh, a bill of lading like everything very impressed with how it was shipped 
uh, just very unimpressed with how long it took and with the poor communication, uh, the fact that I was able to order something that wasn't in stock, all of that. Uh, and look, if there weren't plenty of other toy retailers out there looking for my business, then maybe I would at some point give them another chance. But in this day and age, you get one shot with me and that's it. And they blew it big time. And here's the second part of why this is so annoying. So I, uh, I've i got a box set of New Day Elite action figures from Mattel. They come in the Big Bootios box. There's a panel that flips down, and in the window you've got the New Day figures. It's such a nice presentation that I never took the New Day figures out of the box. Uh, they're still in there partying with their unicorn horns and the trombone and dancing. They look great in there. So I'm not... I'm not going to mess with that. But I wanted to have some New Day out on my wrestling shelf. I don't love any of the New Day elites they've produced. Uh, the American ones are great, but they're kind of a one-off thing. They don't, you know, I would love to have a classic like pink and blue set of the New Day. And they haven't really done that. They've they've done a lot of more muted colors. Uh, they did orange and blue. Not my favorite. So So anyway... I wanted to have just loose New Day standing in front of that box set. And so the basic 94 New Day figures are in Up, Up, Down, Down gear, which is Xavier Woods' YouTube channel. That's that's a lot of fun. I don't watch everything on there, but sometimes they'll have specific people on there. They recently did a, a Heavy Machinery used uh, Switch ring fit i think it's called it's it's a game for the switch where you use this ring to work out uh, and it was hilarious so anyway uh they're all in up up down down gear and i really like that one because it's anytime the wrestlers have sort of an outside pursuit i admire that hustle i think it's really cool uh as some of you know xavier woods is a close personal acquaintance of mine not a friend close personal acquaintance he knows who i am if he sees me he'll say hi that's right uh so i just think that's cool that's the set i wanted to have and part of the big sale from megalopolis toys they had the xavier woods and the Big E from that wave for 4.99 i was like you know what i'll get those two whatever i have to pay for a kofi is fine i'll just find it somewhere else and pay it and i got one for like 12 bucks and that was fine uh, because it still worked out to less than those figures would have been full price and the Big E is what they were out of, but I had already ordered and received the Kofi from... Which, by the way, I received the Kofi uh, before I even got an email reply from Megalopolis Toys. So that was really fun. Uh, so I, I had Kofi done. Xavier was on the way, so I was left, well, I've still got to get a Big E. Even though these shitheads are out of it, I've got to get one. I ended up having to pay 15 bucks for a Big E instead of the five that I was originally going to pay because apparently he's at this point a little tougher to find and uh but I've got them they look great on the shelf I also have the brand new Wrestlemania elite Kofi Kingston uh from when he won the title last year it looks it looks incredible it's great so I've got my little new day set up over there very happy with it not very happy with Megalopolis toys uh the official needless things rating for Megalopolis Toys is thumbs down F minus. Uh, it's that you know what that's not even fair. They get a D plus. 
that that's I think that's a fair rating, but a D plus is not enough to get my money ever again. Uh, and finally, uh, the last bit of news that I have is Red Dawn, which is this month's needless commentary because every January we watch a Patrick Swayze film. Red Dawn is getting action figures from Super 7. As far as I know, this is breaking news, not revealed anywhere else. We discovered this while we were recording the commentary for Red Dawn, and you'll hear that in the episode, but I wanted to mention it here because it's wild that this just happened to come up while we were recording. Well, it wouldn't I, we wouldn't have looked it up if we hadn't been recording the Red Dawn episode, but it's a timely piece of information because there have never been Red Dawn action figures. Super 7 is putting them out as part of their reaction line, and it's two two packs. One of them has Matt Eckert and Colonel Ernesto Bella. Matt Eckert is Charlie Sheen's character. Colonel Ernesto Bella is the conflicted Cuban colonel uh, that is the mostly antagonist of the movie. No spoilers, because we're not there yet. Uh, And then uh, the other two-pack is Jed Eckert and Erica Mason, and that's Patrick Swayze and Leah Thompson. Wait, was Erica Leah Thompson or Jennifer Grey? I think it's Leah Thompson's character. You'll find out when you listen. Uh, But they're $29.99 each, which is pretty solid for uh, the reaction figures now because they jacked the price up to eighteen ninety nine. So twenty nine ninety nine for two of them is not bad. We don't know what they're going to look like. All they have right now is the movie logo. Uh, I assume these will be revealed at Toy Fair, possibly offered for the first time at Toy Fair because the release date right now is expected to ship in February of twenty twenty. So there you go. Big news from Needless Things, re- not reported anywhere else as far as I know. Uh, pretty cool. And timely. So go over to BigBadToyStore.com, which is where we found this information, and pre-order some Red Dawn action figures. Uh, Pretty great. So there you go. Uh, That is all the news as far as other information goes. I'm super stoked about this weekend. I am going with our pals Arian and Mike Gordon to see NWA Power tapings live at the Georgia Public Broadcasting Studios. I could not be more excited about that. It is the most fun wrestling show that's on TV right now. Uh, And then Sunday is the WWE Royal Rumble which is my favorite pay-per-view. So there you go. Lots of cool stuff going on. A little bit of news for you. That's all I got for this week. Next week is going to be a wrestling-centric episode. Uh, We're going to record it before the Rumble, but it's not going to be about the Rumble because by the time it goes up, the Rumble will be over and it won't be interesting anymore. So we're going to be just talking about the general state of wrestling today. Uh, So there you go. Sit down, relax, enjoy the capitalist goodnesses that are available to you in our wonderful country and listen to the Needless Things Irregulars and our very special guest, Mike Gordon, as we relive the paranoia of the 80s with John Melius' masterpiece, Red Dawn.
Okay, so it is time for our third annual celebration, January celebration of Patrick Swayze. Swayzeuary? That we have. You you stepped on my fucking terrible name for it. I can't believe you just did that to me. <laughs> yes, it's Swayzeuary. We're not going to call it that. No, because that's absurd. It's terrible. But uh, I already got church printed. For the (laughs) (laughs) well, nobody's going to buy them, so don't worry about it. Uh, So this is our third year of because we started with Next Next of Kin, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, and now now Red Dawn. Red Dawn, Wolverine. Wolverine. We're going to run out of Swayze movies after Point Break. Yeah, I know because I'm not watching Ghost. Dirty, I can see watching Dirty Dancing though. After watching oh. the movies that made us, yeah, on that, Dirty I Dancing think. Is great. And matter of fact, I, yeah. we, Dirty Dancing I mean, might be next year. I, yeah. I watched Dirty Dancing probably because like my sister and her friends loved it so much. I mean, it was inescapable when it yeah, came out. Yeah, like I, I, I probably watched that movie. Well, like, we we can talk we can talk about all this during some of the. Not that there's a lot of downtime during Red Dawn. <laughs> it, it starts with immediately the only African American character being murdered, so and only gets more bonkers from there. Yes. Uh, what year? What year 84. was this? Eighty four. So like the height of the Red Scare. Really? I was eight. I was thinking I was a little bit older when this came out, but yeah, seven. eight playing with GI Joe. So anyway, uh, for those of you listening at home, we are watching the standard release Blu-ray of Red Dawn because I didn't want to shell out 25 bucks for uh, Shout Factory's uh, Shout Select release. Because while I have fond memories of this movie, I didn't know if it was something I wanted to own. So this was $6. (laughs) And that seemed like a fair price. After watching this, I realized I have no memories of this movie beyond yelling Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, the for for the and we're gonna go ahead and hit start now. So put in your VHS, your DVD, your Blu-ray, whatever it is you're watching on at home, and hit play. Come on, PlayStation. I, I, I hear it spin up. Yeah, that's unfortunately I've got to use the PS4 when we're watching it on the screen like this. Rar. Uh. So we have a lot of subtitles here that set up the state of the world that makes this insane scenario slightly more palatable. And we clearly didn't read them all the first I, time. Well, there, it's a lot. Days. It's it's we're hard to read all these. Yeah. Plus, we're not given a time frame. I mean, this... Mexico plunged into revolution. I would imagine they that this is a few years in the future. Right, right. Yeah. This right. is probably supposed to be like 1987 or Not terribly or in the future, right. because there's no internet, flying cars, or cell phones. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, if only so, there was a precedent for a crawl at the beginning of a movie that gave out information about what you're about to watch. Right? <laughs> also, I feel like the font is totally wrong on the Red Dawn logo. Because <laughs> it looks very flash dancey. Yeah. And that does not quite give out the... Uh, that was the 80s. There's, there's a lot of, interestingly everything, enough... Everything was flashy in the 80s. A, a lot of cross-pollination between this movie and the Conan movies. Because you've got John Milius and Basil Polidorus. John Milius is also uh, responsible for co-writing Apocalypse Now. Yes. So that that gives it a little bit more weight. Yeah, it's got a little bit more of a pedigree. Because going into this, I mean, I was expecting sort of your typical cornball 80s action movie. And then as we were watching... Because I... I it's, it's not Iron Eagle. No, no, no it's no. not Iron Eagle. Like, um, which one day we'll get to Iron Eagle. 
A legit Someday. level of pathos in this. Really. Oh, this is actually a little. And Kevin Reynolds also. Uh, he would later on team up with Kevin Costner and write a lot of his. They would do a lot of stuff together. Okay. Dances with Wolves and all that. Water World. Water I call it. Yeah. Dirt, dirty Dances with Wolves. I think. I think Water World. I think Water World broke their friendship. <laughs> One rule broke a lot. <laughs> Their partnership. But, uh, yeah, that's in John Melius' name in the opening credits when we did our first time through. Uh, what, is, what does Calumet say, Mike Gordon? Howdy. Howdy. Yeah. I, I, I still want, for the for the listeners out there, if you're an artist, I would like to commission a pinup style Mike Gordon that says, Gordon says howdy. <laughs> this is full on... Just regular mom and apple pie Americana small town with a statue of Teddy Roosevelt foreshadowing. I don't think they even identify what part. I mean, obviously, this it's, is the Midwest. But I mean, I don't he, know from what he was talking specific. later, like, it seems like this is somewhere in the Rocky Mountains around Denver because he was talking about, like, how lucky they were not to be in Denver or. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get into that one. Their geographic when it references. The, the license plate says Colorado. That's about as specific as we get, I think. Yeah. Um. So this was in the eighties. Russia was a huge looming threat. Was presented as a huge looming threat. The, yeah. The the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. We were all very scared of Russia. Uh, we were all very into like GI Joe and the military and like. The military was cool back then, and yeah. guns and stuff were cool back then, and I knew what, like, everything that they use in this at the time, I knew what it was, because I was into G.I. Joe, and my dad was in the military. So, like, this already had a hook for me, but just, it's it's a product of the time, which is crazy to say, because they did remake it, and I don't know how successful that remake was it, as a film or financially. Did not, they had like a budget of like 60-something million and it made like 50 million. So mm, it didn't was, quite get it done. The, whereas like this one had a budget of like 4.2 million and it ended up making almost 40 million. So, and then, and that's but it. only in America. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> it's, it's worldwide gross and it's U.S. gross are to the cent a match. Like this did not open anywhere outside of America. Shockingly enough, uh, so yeah. So times. here we have the history teacher, and and you know what? We thought this was going to be important, but I don't know that we actually I, saw this at any point. Yeah, no, in their no, warfare, no, there's, I, there's there's no foreshadowing. But this is it. This is shit's jumping off right now. Yeah, We're right. what five minutes into the movie. We, we had brotherly banter, teacher teaching, and then they parachute, and then the yeah. troopers start. Landing. I mean, that, it's pretty, pretty intense. Pretty cool, though, man. Yeah. There, I could see that one asshole in the back of class saying that. <laughs> yeah, this is, it does not mess around at all. We are not establishing, you know, we have a, a, a tiny little bit establishing Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen as brothers. And that's it. We're not establishing characters who anybody... All we know yeah. at this point is Patrick Swayze drives a big redneck truck. Yeah. Yep. That is... All we know about our main characters. And I, I, I don't know if the teacher is genius or stupid for seeing all these people parachute in and he just walks out like, Hey, what are you doing here? I mean, uh, I don't see how don't... genius works at all in that situation. Right. It's, it's stupid. completely, yeah, look, that kid just didn't duck fast enough. <laughs> he didn't duck and cover. Right in the head, too. Yeah. That's brutal. This movie uh, 
is not uh, not shy about the, the violence. It's also not shy about the strings that hold up all of the rockets from the RPGs. <laughs> it, it did only have a budget of four point two million. Blue, well, I mean, back then they're not, you know. Yeah, they couldn't have CG to just erase. The yeah, and there's no like they're not worried about it because people watching this at home aren't watching Blu-rays in 1984 yeah, or right. five when this probably was released You're on VHS. Still trying to adjust the tracking on your VCR. Yeah, right, exactly. So that was just a thing. Uh, this, uh, it, this movie was like made an impact and really like I remember the marketing of it because the the marketing of it was like. The United States has never been invaded before until now. Like right, this was a right. this was a what if scenario that that what people were legitimately afraid of. It was very plausible back then. Oh man, uh, if, to, that, to, if that one guy with the RPG had been able to uh, like just not a bit to the right trooper shot. Yeah, it's been a short movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of just jumping right into things, we just jumped right into this commentary and I didn't <laughs> announce who who's even here. Yeah. Welcome back, Red Ranger. Howdy. It's oh, I just saw your line. Oh, oh. First oh, time man. back, I'm gimmick, stealing lines. Gimmick infringement. Oh. Damn it. Hello. I well, we'll skip it. over here, Arian. It's <laughs> wonderful uh, to have you here. Yay. To provide your unique insight. Yeah. And uh, finally, our special guest. We are we are down a battle cougar in Orion Cadaver, but we are up, so up, one Mike Gordon. I am glad to be here. And uh, this will be since... Since our friends Ryan and Nicole are big big time Hollywood movie makers now, uh, we're going to have to find some special guests to come in, I, I think, a few times throughout the year. So we're going to try and vary it up Mix a little up. bit and have some exciting people in here. And our exciting person number one is our pal Mike Gordon. <laughs> wow. Dazzleless. A lot to live up to there. Dazzleless with your insight and humor, Mike Gordon. We'll just sit here and wait. <laughs> I mean, look, our first run through, the only way I've made any sense of this movie is by asking Mike. <laughs> I got lost frequently. It's true. Sean was like the old grandma watching the movie. Who's that? What are these children doing? Where did that car come from? It is also, strange. holy shit, 75 cents for gas. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I totally interrupted you there. It's, uh, well, that's not gas. That's not a sign for gas, Sean. That was a sign for oil. No, below it was oil. <laughs> It was by court. Um, well, you know right, what? That was the pencil of the 10 gas, probably, the gas probably wasn't 75 cents in 1984. Yeah, it was probably right. like 60 something cents. Because gas, when I started driving, it was still like 97 cents. Yeah, yeah it was like a dollar ish. And on a grand irony, I drove a very inefficient vehicle in the 90s. So I think I pay the same for gas now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the ironing. So we're in the little general store on the outskirts of town. This is one of the characters' dads. And I will say this. Loading up on on soda. uh, Coke clearly had a a sponsorship deal with this movie. The the actors you recognize are essentially the only characters that have any real definition in this movie. And a lot of it is because you recognize them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not... There's not a lot of character development all at all. It's kind of like these are uh, not not quite country folk, but small town folk. Right. You know, they're all comfortable using firearms and bows and arrows. And oh, you know what? I camping. also yeah, camping. Uh, living in the outdoors. 
basically the opposite of me is what I'm saying here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If this happens today, I'm, I'm, I need to find these people. You're right, right. Yeah. None of us are going to be fighting Russians. Yeah, I've lived next door to these Matter of fact, Arian before. would probably just join them. Just Do you guys out. need an IT guy? <laughs> <laughs> I can be helpful. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I have a dog and a cat to care for. This right here, this was huge to me. This uh, acting from Swayze because it really it sold it a lot. Like just the way he delivered those lines right there, um, it felt very real. It, it made everything seem intense and in the moment. And also, I thought that guy just fell out of the truck the first time we watched this. I was like, yikes! There's also some massive uh, continuity issues about what they've shoved in the back of that fucking truck. Uh, yeah, yeah, because there was there was so much stuff in it when they left the general store that you. That, could- it was like about to fall out, but then yeah. they have four people on top of it. Yeah, later yeah. on, <laughs> like that, none of this is. I mean, they're about to knock out that game of life. Well, it's in a bag. It's okay. They'll make it. I like uh, the green Star Wars hat. That uh, is that C. Thomas hat. That's C. Thomas it is. Hat. Okay. Yeah, I like his green Star Wars hat. I kind of want that. Also, I'm not sure what he's fixing right there through the grill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but he's about to shoot his dick off. Yeah, he's. I hate that. I hate it. And you know what? He's supposed to be this, like, you know, guy right, who knows his way around a pistol. Right? I mean, yeah, it was in his glove box of his car. Excuse me, his truck. The name's Danny, not Kid. Well, Danny, you're, you know nothing, and you're clearly not going to make it to the end of the movie. Oh, that's what that guy's name is, is Danny. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's the one that gets real intense later, right? Yeah. No, okay. that's uh, oh. C. Thomas Howell. Yeah. See Thomas Howell. See Thomas Howell really loses his feelings. Oh, okay. Isn't Danny the one that uh, on the tank? No, that's no. Uh, that Daryl. That's Dan- Danny. That's, that's the other non-swayzy. Non- <laughs> right. right. <laughs> There's a group of like five people who aren't the three people you're familiar with that are just interchangeable and, and kind of don't matter. And yeah. almost literally, like they look so similar. Yeah. Now this guy. He's, he's great, and it, it presents the idea. So, okay, if you actually read the uh, introductory text, it explained the situation of the world that essentially the United States, and I guess later on they say Europe, they didn't mess yeah. with Europe, but the United States is essentially the only bastion of freedom after the Soviets have aggressively taken over Cuba and all these other countries. Yeah. Um, so what we have here are... The Cuban military and the Russian military working together to invade America. Yeah, they came up through Mexico. Which, right, it creates a more reasonable scenario than literally them just flying over from Russia and (laughs) and, and dropping into Colorado. (laughs) Right. I was about to say paratrooping into the United States, and I don't think that's a proper verb. I want to believe they jumped out of the planes in Russia. <laughs> and just and flew just, all the way. And then flew all the way. Look, our, our LZ is a little further away, but you guys can do this. You are strong Russians, fortified with Sputnik and vodka. <laughs> Catch good wit. Boris Kremlin, Stroganoff. <laughs> I don't think there's any real discussion as to why strategy is uh, implemented here. Why why they they want this particular land in Colorado? Well, my assumption was this was happening all over America. 
Which they and kind we're of, just like, seeing a slice of it. Yeah, like they kind of made it clear that like they invaded up through Mexico into the heartland, as it were. Which, like you know, if they'd had a wall. <laughs> well, we get we get two major because I what I like is that this drops you right into the middle of the shit. And then later on, we get two major points of exposition that sort of explain what's happening. Because right now, we're just as disoriented as these kids are. And it's very effective at putting you in their shoes and making you accept this crazy circumstance. And then when they go out to a cabin later on, which we'll see in a... And and by the way, spoilers uh, for listeners. For for this this 35-year-old movie. (laughs) 36-year-old movie. Um... But uh, when they go to the old guy in the cabin later, he kind of explains the initial what's going on. Yeah. And then we get our uh, Powers Booth Colonel character that fills in the rest of what happened. Which, maybe when we read it, we'll be able to figure out what the relationship is, where that old guy comes from. Because originally I thought that was the old guy from the gas station. But that's apparently a different dude. That was... I think he got killed. I think he was somebody's dad. He was C. Thomas Howell's dad, right? Right, because he, he breaks down and buries his face in old lady boobs. Right. <laughs> oh, and because, I, yeah, he finds out because his dad got killed for eight right, gorillas. Right, right. And it was the guns dogs. that they took, which... Yes. I don't, how does that work? I well, I guess he had an inventory of guns in his store. Yeah, uh, because he would he, have he's to. selling hunting stuff in yeah. his gas station. So that at this point, there's six boys, there's six kids, uh, yeah, uh, and then two of them are brothers. Not the two you think, because they the, yeah. you think the one with matching jackets are my brothers. Well, three of them have match. Three yeah. of them have one kind of matching jacket, <laughs> and two, two of them have another kind yeah. of matching right. jacket. So there's there's Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze who are brothers. There's yeah. C. Thomas Howell, whose dad ran the gas station. There's the mayor's son, who's the student council president. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. dude. I totally missed what that. What part of the really? book did you read that I missed? No, wow. You know, like, this, he's going through it now. Like, he's like, the the one who's like, We're, we need to like, go back in. Is the kid with the hood on? No, it's not the no. kid with the hood on. It's the curly-haired dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and then there's two other kids. I think the curly-haired dude is Daryl. Yeah. If I remember so, from the closing credits where you actually see the name and the... I had a jacket very similar to that one with the stripes on it. Me too. And I yeah. know for a fact that has, that's zip-off sleeves that you're looking at right there. Yeah. So you can convert that thing into a, a nice badass vest. vest. Too. Yes. Cool vest. So actually, those two are where, even though they look to our modern eyes to be maybe uh, bargain basement Jackets. Those are the much nicer jackets out of what everybody's wearing. That's, uh, that's what Jeff Bezos is wearing now. He's Six grand, and uh, just laid out there, only one of these is going to survive the end of the movie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, which <laughs> I did not remember. Spoilers. Man. I thought the ending was a little happier than what we ended up with. I yeah. really thought that there was going to be like an infantry and like happy America music. Well, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought at the end, the U.S. military showed up, like, just yeah. in the nick of time. Good job, kids. We'll take it from here. Right, yeah, yeah, right. totally. Well, like, <laughs> literally, Duke, back to the stone. Literally, yes. like, Duke from G.I. Joe pops yeah. out of the tank. He's yes. like, we got this, guys. Yo, Joe! Right. No such luck. not the ending we get. Not even a little bit. A little product placement by the North Face there. If you... So we don't hear that no more. 
So we jump ahead to October. So we, that was September. Yeah, it must have been September. Okay. They were still in school. Because if it was any time before that, right. before that, they right. wouldn't have been in school. Exactly. So They do a modified year-round schedule. So <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't even get me started on that shit. <laughs> but that's, that's why we had to beat the commies, is to stop that from happening. Yeah. They did a good job of killing that already dead deer. You shoot twice, they can find you. They can triangulate. This is the last time in the course of the movie that they will ever shoot just once. <laughs> you, you are correct, it sir. It does not happen again. Also, fuck the shooting twice thing. They just get you to swallow a tracker. Oh, hey, man. spoilers. <laughs> Who is Jed Smith? I don't know. Let some... me just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we've got our our lead Googleologist is, is Je- back. Jedediah Smith back in the house. It's probably a noble spirit and beckons us all. That's what I can think of. <laughs> is that like Jedediah Springfield? Yeah. That wasn't actually Teddy Roosevelt. You got to do it, Robert. It's it the spirit of the deer, which will come in later when like they start actually killing commies. You got to drink the blood of the commie. Stop stealing people's material, Arian. My gosh, who are you, Carlos Mencia? <laughs> I did a video with him. Ugh. Yeah. Do you steal your material? Maybe. <laughs> that's where that's where he got the homunculus bit from. So this uh, hunter and trapper. He really went for drinking the blood too. Like if that had been me, I would have been like sippy. taking a little sippy. sip and been like, "All right, sippy." That's- Let's go. I'm good now, fellas. Thanks. You can't. You can't get the spirit of the deer with just a little sip. You gotta. He likes it. He he's had the taste of blood. And he and loves. He likes it. it. He feels that, that. That's foreshadowing to his character. The deer. Bro, yeah, bro, that's bro, true. Bro, bro. Yeah, he's he's got he's going he's going to become bloodthirsty. Oh boy. Well, it's the, the as uh, I think this was all. I think this was also Sean's. It's because the deer mites infesting his head now. No, that was that was Aaron. That was actually yeah. me. Yeah, well, screw you. You deserve it. <laughs> so now he's got deer mites in his brain, and, huh? Whatever. You brewski collaborator. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so they've been out here for about a month now. Two days. They've gone through all the food. <laughs> they're, all, they're all hopped up on caffeine well, and coke. I like that uh, they've Fish actually radiators. they've uh, put some wear on the clothes to tell that story. Yeah. Like we don't need anybody to say it's n- been six weeks. <laughs> like they they dirtied them up. They made them look. Nobody grew any facial hair because they're just teenagers. Oh uh, yeah, that's you know. Well, but in '84, did teenagers have facial? Like you might have had that one dude in school that had facial hair, and you're like, what's wrong with you? How many times did you get held back? It's not like today, where like guys have full-grown beard mm-hmm. by 12th grade. Anybody that has a, has a mustache in, in high school is clearly a narc. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so here you've got Charlie Sheen, Patrick Swayze, and C. Thomas Howell. A reunion from the year before. They were uh, in Outsiders, no, which that's was right. huge. So I'm sure that went into... Uh, the casting? The yeah. casting of this. Well. Never right. seen it. Never seen Outsiders? I don't think I have either. It's what's there for me. <laughs> There's no army guys. There are no laser swords. Like, it's, uh, it's the classic tale of the uh, the, the, the greasers and the socials, man. Yeah. Outsiders is kind of important because it put, like, I mean, it's got, like, every 
actor from the time on in it. Really, I yeah, mean, it's just it got like Ralph I mean, Macchio, yeah. uh, Tom Cruise is in it. Like, I mean, like everybody's in uh, it. What's the name that went on the Parks and Rec? I can't remember his name right this second. It's the uh, Robert Downey Jr. No, no. the top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one inflicted with this problem. Uh, and I guess because oh my gosh, Rob Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, yes, yeah. yeah. And I guess because C. Thomas Howell and Charlie Sheen are in this one, it kind of sort of is is sort of Brat Pack-ish. This is the beginnings of the Brat Pack. The, oh, the, yeah. But, like, this, the hyper-violent Brat Pack? Yeah. Well, the, you know, the Brat the Pack. Flack pack. The Brat Pack would go on to, like, make, like, the Young Guns movies, too. So It's true. They weren't afraid. The, the new man arises from the ashes of capitalism. Yikes. Real. What are they burning? Burn books. Burn books. They, yeah, they, they, they leave no stereotype on... Yeah, on yeah. Here. They, like, they shouldn't have burned books. Americans don't read books. <laughs> Back then, there was no internet. We read books in the 80s. Yeah. But this was a very much like a yeah. You guys kind of remember all, all they've to, got left to sell at the store is Pepto Bismol. Have to remember very, <laughs> yeah, this time everything was about sad. us versus the rest. And hair dryers. Yeah, yeah. They've got oh, hair dryers and Pepto Bismol. It was literally a daily concern. Yeah. What was going to happen with Russia? I it mean, was in the music. There was a, like Sting was singing about it. Sting. Like, Rocky Collins. was fighting the Russians. Right. Like, Chuck Norris no, was fighting Ro- the Russians. Rocky didn't fight the Russians. Rocky defeated the Russians. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is historical canon. That's true. That's very true. Uh, thanks to him, the wall fell. That's right. And then, and then we were free. Cold War was over. I find it hard to believe that in a Russian-occupied territory, there would be that one giant bottle of cologne left untouched. Look at all that Pepto Bismol. <laughs> And hair dryers? They've got hair dryers, too? And a big roller? Oh, okay, I'm thinking big lighter. I was like, how does a lighter (laughs) a roller? This is funny. Like, like you could ever, like, reprogram. Could you reprogram Americans? 100%, yes. I don't know. Absolutely. Are you kidding? We're (laughs) reprogrammed every day. We (laughs) just come out with another meme. We've been... (laughs) We've been reprogrammed since this movie happened. Like, we've been being programmed, and then without getting into insane cons- conspiracy stuff, the media has been reprogramming us for the past 36 years. Yeah, 100%. But sure, dude, only to, like, diet. buy Look. useless shit. <laughs> you know, a lot more than that's been going on. Some of, it, some of it's good. But, uh, some, some of it's not. But, yeah, that's... Uh, they're, they're all roped together. Which in like the security of, of the, around this uh, reprogramming area seems kind of lax, right? It's just it's, a chain link fence around a drive-in. Yeah, they're actually all just in there voluntarily, right? Like because it's the only movie playing. <laughs> <laughs> I just came to see what was what was playing. Yeah, we can go home anytime. Super, but they, super stations uh, off. You can't watch yeah. Looney Tunes and wrestling no more. Yeah, you just—it's the only thing on the screen. Okay, so this—I uh, felt like a jackass for not realizing it actually was Harry Dean Stanton. I just knew, like, you thought, oh, it, was great, you thought it was great value, Harry Dean Stanton. That's correct. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, well, I kind—I kind of did, <laughs> just because. Why is he in this? <laughs> Why for this, tiny, this tiny little part? 
Oh, look, I mean, Ben Johnson... he loves America, Dave. Ben, ben Johnson, True. This, and, and his part is even shorter, and Powers Booth is not that big either. So there's a lot of... Oh, like, Powers Booth, I would, I would consider that a featured cameo. <laughs> like, that one... Because he's got some importance to the plot, aside from this insane request that nice. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton makes. Yeah. I guess, technically, Harry Dean Stanton sets the whole thing in motion. With his avenge me, yeah. even though I'm still alive, standing right here, well, basically saying all those years that I gave you, you and your wife, uh, my wife abuse, it was worth it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was just I was preparing you for this moment. That's why I named you Sue. <laughs> but but it is like yes, he's. I'm sure he was a terrible father and an asshole. But but he did swing with them in in the yes, <laughs> he did put him on the swing <laughs> in the uh, what. In the era, it was a reasonable thought. Like, to, we need to be prepared I'm gonna raise for something up. like this. When them Russians come in. I And it probably sounds silly to certain people when we talk about that. Like, the reality of that as a thing. But it was, like, really a thing. It yeah, was. Now, it was like, yeah. like, it was a really, really a concern. I thought there was a good chance I was going to have to deal with being in the military... Yeah, uh, like we can get drafted. Right, right. Like, like that was all. No, like my and my parents were like hippies, so like they were very much not about uh, me ever being in the military. Like they were like, here's here's how you get out. Here's how you get out of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, just, you have some bone spurs, uh, you know. And I'll give I'll give my dad credit for not pushing me into that. He encouraged it, but like. I never felt like, well, this you is what to, I have to do. to do. Yeah, so I give him a lot of credit for that. Although it may be, that credit's probably more due to my mom than my dad. But. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I had a hippie dad, too, and when I joined ROTC in high school, I thought he would be proud of me. And when I told him, he goes, what the fuck did you do that for? And <laughs> <laughs> then proceeded to get kicked out of high school ROTC, and that's the end of my military career. Yeah. I I've, I've got a lot of you, stories you, like you, that. Dad called a, you a fascist. A few years before this movie, in, when I was in sixth grade, I can remember we had an assignment to write a story about what our future was going to be like. And sure enough, I mean, I, in the story, we, like I wrote about World War Three. Yeah, I, I I definitely thought I was going to be, you know, in the military. World War Three was a thing. It was a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, top forty music, like not even like offbeat underground, like top forty Billboard top one hundred hits. It's like Michael Jackson and then Land of Confusion by Phil Collins. Here's the great Ben Johnson coming in for his one of first of two cameos in this movie. Okay, what what do we know Ben Johnson from? Uh, I don't know what you would know him from. He's just a he's just a he's a, he's a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. He lived next door to me growing up, though, so. <laughs> He's he's got a, a semi logia energy to him. He does. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's he's a guy that I think uh, in the early days. I mean, he was with you know in John Wayne movies. And, okay, okay, yeah, so. old western guy. Yeah, absolutely. This this could potentially be Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> like this is a role he might have ended up with. I appreciate the color coding of the jars in the background. Yeah, very organized. Yeah. Well, you got to keep your preserves in order. Yeah. You never know when a bunch of kids are going to show up to the house wanting to bury their faces in your wife's old titties. <laughs> <laughs> For comfort. 
And look, listeners, if you're watching along with us and you, you're like, wow, that's twice now he's, he's made reference to that, you're about to see something that is really awkward. Hey, just yeah. a minute. Yeah. I got something for you. Yeah, here she is. Hey! <laughs> it's titty you, time, fellas. I brought you cookies and milk and a warm <laughs> and bosom if you need to cry. <laughs> it's And look, it makes sense, like, in the script... Like, absolutely, mm-hmm. I can see, like, he, you know, in, in his grief and loss, he clutches this woman for comfort. But, yeah. like, in the execution, it just looks like it's extremely his, awkward. Putting his face in. Gives them a radio that he froze or something? So he could hide it from the Russians. Right. It's, it's in a, like, a pound cake tin. It makes sense. Don't go to Calumet no more. I kind of appreciate the, Is that the Russians. Russian? I, I'm going to find out. I, I kind of appreciate that the Russians never just show up at this dude's doorstep because they sure do go here an awful lot. Well, so they well they, they visit him fact, twice. Calumet, Colorado is in fact a real place. Ah, okay, so they so do yeah, pinpoint. I wonder if they've got a statue to Patrick Swayze there. I would hope so. Yes, or at least the rock is there somewhere. Your, your daddy's dead, oh, Robert, and this is this is where he finds out that. Russians found some guns missing. And what what that means is the guns that they took are what got his dad killed. Now, she's trying to get over there. It's tight quarters. She's comforting him. <laughs> Apparently, actual Calumet, Colorado is in a, an old mining town that was abandoned in 1970. There you go. And as depicted in the movie, Calumet, Colorado is actually uh, New Mexico. So it's this delayed straight for the boobs. Yeah. He's got a couple heirlooms he wants to hide with you. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way. <laughs> have, some t- have some teenage girls. <laughs> by the way. Somebody's attacking your heirlooms right now. i got some girls in the, in the basement. <laughs> it's not weird. It's fine. Don't make it weird. Okay, tried having their way with them. That's, I mean, that's still horrible, but... Yeah, yeah. well, that's a recurring theme every time these young ladies run into Russians. Right, Russians are just horny bastards. <laughs> or Cubans or whatever. Which aren't we all. To be fair, well, it I, is Leah Thompson. It's, <laughs> and, and it's true, it's true. She has a huge Russian fan base. So. <laughs> and then well, Jennifer Grey, you know, this is before the nose job, but still, she's not that bad either. And this is before uh, Leah Thompson found her international uh, celebrity by way of Howard the Duck. Oh, right. Blockbuster, maybe. Is this post Back to the Future? Uh, Back to the Leah Future Thompson. was the same year, wasn't it? 84. Yeah. Wow. Big year for Leah Thompson. Probably. Yeah. Because she is credited pretty prominently in this. Back to the Future is 85. Oh, it's 85? Okay. So she's on the brink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how could I through. not know? It's right there in the Time Machine's date deal. 85, <laughs> yeah. November, whatever, 1985. Well, it's moved by time travel, so it could change. <laughs> 1984 is literally the only year they do not visit. No, I don't. John has a long mustache. What are, what are these? Freaking this is your song. I don't even remember what song they played. I don't remember any of this scene at all. 
Yeah, they something? play. Uh, oh, is it the? They play like. They American play Lee Greenwood. Do they play? Or at least I know I'm free. And the bus The one of the most crass things I've ever seen in my life was I was working in a music store when 9/11 happened. As was I. And I literally think we were working at the same music. Store. Yeah, yeah. Well, not the same location, but okay. the same company. That's right. You because I was I was in Shambodia, yeah. which is one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> um, but it was literally what like two days before they started pumping in Lee Greenwood singles. Oh yeah. Ugh. That was icky. <laughs> we were carrying all kinds of different American flags to keep up at the counter. It was, it was gross. <laughs> How can we make money off of this tragedy? Right, exactly. That's 100% what it was. Well, I mean, you know. Speaking After of- Princess Diana died, uh, Elton John re-recorded Candle in the Wind. Yeah. It sold approximately 7 billion copies. Yeah. So... Let's get on to happier things, like this guy's hilarious translation of this Arapaho National Forest plaque. (laughs) National Battlefield. Which which hilarious to me is that he gets the numbers wrong. Right. Like his friends don't speak number. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I realize the Cyrillic alphabet is different, but number is kind of... They're that, right? fairly uh, the same across the globe. Yeah. Is that a real sign? Do we know? Can people get their picture taken next to the red dawn sign? I, f- I, mean, I feel like probably. Yeah. I doubt they built it's that. It's probably just weirdly for the movie. illegal to just like. Fake I don't know. Those, those, signs. Those, those stones don't look. They do look a little fakey, don't they? Yeah. I wonder well, if you can still if, use fake stones for a real sign. <laughs> Maybe they look a little fresh. How about that? It looks a little fresh to to be a. Uh... It doesn't look very weathered. Yeah. It looks faux weathered. Well, look up. Somebody Google Arapahoe National I'll Forest right sign. Now. Okay. And then I'm going to look up faux weather and see if she's related to Carl Weathers. That was awful. You would hope so. Yikes! That was really bad. <laughs> It, like if he if they hadn't noticed the arrow, they they might not have what's about to happen might not have ever happened, and they yeah, wouldn't have figured is... out that they would have been able to kill Russians so easily. Yeah, who would have known? So the Arapaho National Forest is in Colorado. I'm betting that sign looks new because they erected it in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And fun. Uh, Parks and Rec fact, the facility is managed jointly with the Roosevelt National Forest and the Pawnee National Grassland. Whoa! From the United States Forest Service. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm... The only problem I had with this scene is what what were they doing out there? Like, I'm Trying sure they were hunting or something. Or, yeah. I, yeah, I guess they were hunting and then hiding, and then they Oops. hid very poorly. I would have I would have liked just a, a few seconds of them like, hey, we're out here hunting. Uh-oh, Russians, hide. Yeah. 
But I guess the suspense is in. Okay, this is great. Shot him right in the ass. Because. Yeah. And he runs up the hill. Watch. The, we've seen plenty of movies where that arrow would have killed that guy. Which <laughs> is very ass. unrealistic. Especially, especially in the 80s. You're right. right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not only killed him, but he would have blown up. <laughs> <laughs> but now he just got shot directly up the asshole yeah. by Jennifer Grey. Who has to drink the blood. <laughs> they, they all do. They gotta drink the commie blood. That's their first kill. That's what we learned about the deer. They have to imbibe the spirit of the Russian. This is why Jennifer Grey had problems with Patrick Swayze. Because he made her drink made her communist drink blood. blood. <laughs> I don't think I can dance with him. There was this weird thing with blood. Man. Yeah, that that came up during our he's, first viewing. He's, he's too um, much of a method actor. I had to drink commie blood for the for the listeners. Uh, the movies that made us series on Netflix, which is pretty good. Yeah, uh, they mentioned that for Dirty Dancing, Jennifer Grey didn't want to work with Patrick Swayze after the experience she had in Red. Or I, I want to say the experience after an experience. Yeah, I think there was a specific of, thing. I, mm, yeah, that I, she didn't want to work with him. I, I think they just probably. Rubbed each other the wrong way. I, I like, think if so. I never have to work that person again. It'd be great. And and you know, at this point, they were going to have to spend an entire movie rubbing each other the right way. So hey, the dirty way. I can see her hesitation. That's pretty bad. You know, if Ch- if Patrick Swayze is the guy that you don't like from this movie set, and Charlie Se- Charlie Sheen is on it, <laughs> well, Charlie right. Sheen was probably being real sweet to her. Uh, I don't know. He was like, hey, he trying to get in those pants. Charlie Sheen was he, probably being Charlie Sheen. He had yet to drink the tiger blood. I mean, look, Charlie Sheen, say whatever you will about him, is a charming dude. Like, he may be insane, <laughs> but if you go back and look at interviews with him, it's like, I loved that guy when I was young, because every time you saw him on, like, Letterman or anything like that, he was this gregarious, charming, suave guy. In the movies, uh-huh. he... He was willing to play a little bit of a schmuck sometimes. I like was he always more of a Emilio Estevez kind of guy. I'd say Emilio seems so bland to me. That's where we're different. Yeah, but he was in. <laughs> but dude, he was in Free Jack. Huh. That's one that of the guy, first killed his acting. That's one of the first movies I wanted to walk out of. <laughs> it, it is not a good movie. No. Why don't you make yourself useful? See, I don't think that, uh, as much as we joke about it, I don't think Charlie Sheen would have uh, said anything like that at the also, time. Wow. Why does <laughs> Look at you defending Charlie Sheen. Uh, look, I, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Charlie Sheen's a scumbag. But I think he has the ability to not seem like a scumbag. Whereas I think with Patrick Swayze, chances are he's probably pretty brusque and straightforward and business. Like, let's get it done. He's not wasting energy being charming. Who like, Sheen's like Eddie Haskell. If I can make a reference that only Mike Gordon will understand. No, I have watched Leave it to be This scene, I was trying to figure out why uh, Leah Thompson's character speaks the way that she does. Like, what do you mean? She just comes off sounding very, me and hers, and just has a very, an affectation that suddenly sounds like she's you know, never spoken I, before. I know several people in Colorado, and they don't have a southern accent, so I don't know where the southern accents are coming from <laughs> right. in this movie. Yeah. Well, where do the people you know from Colorado live, though? Uh, near Denver. But, like, Is in it the northern Colorado? rural Denver? Or? Well, yeah, I don't... Because, I mean, that accent's everywhere. Yeah. Like, it, it, once you get far enough away from a city, like... Yeah, Some variation of that accent exists. Hey, man. What's going on? You go, uh, that, you, that's fair. You go an hour north of Pittsburgh, and it's like, hey, Mike. 
Where did you fucking come from? <laughs> Why is your truck so big? Well, I moved up here from Kentucky. Well, okay. David, David Cross has a whole bit about it. Then that's exactly what I was thinking of. So I found an entire thread from 2008 on, of all things, the AR-15 forums. Oh, wow. And uh, the discussion is, back then, they could not find that Arapahoe National Forest sign. (laughs) (laughs) They were all very concerned about it to the point where they called the number from the Arapahoe National Forest on the website, and nobody could get an answer. So I think that sign may be fake. Okay. Uh, Well, fair enough. Somebody uh, needs to build it. Here, here's foreshadowing. It's a. This yeah. is the mayor and his See, son Daryl. We're talking about his son. Yeah. yeah. And Darryl. we later, we oh, later have an, his plot, other son, an important plot development with Daryl. Yeah. You know, that's why. That's why. I, that's how Daryl gets the the implant later. Oh. Right. Right. He's going to see his dad. This his, is all making his, sense his, to me his, now. His dad gives him an implant. You know, as much as much appreciation as I have for this movie moving things right along and not like spoon feeding you all the information apparently there are some instances where I needed a I, little bit I of mean, spoon feeding. He could have held a picture of the kid because I don't recognize an actor <laughs> shit. <laughs> Did not make any of these connections. Yeah, he could be holding up like this is my son Daryl, and I wouldn't have been positive it was even right. in the group. Please don't kill this kid. And I'm like, that's just a not Swayze. <laughs> it's not a Sheen. It's not a Swayze. I don't know what that is. <laughs> even Steve Thomas Howell, like I recognize his name, but I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. Yeah, he's not wearing the Star Wars hat. You're lost. Yeah. Or the blackface. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Soul Man. Oh, that's the movie. Truly a Hollywood embarrassment. Yes. Embarrassment to us all. Yes. That's a human. Yeah, yeah. I feel shame as a human yeah. that that movie happened. Yeah. We all share a little bit of the blame for that. <laughs> yep, we, we're all guilty. It's by the fact that we were all like six when that came out. Ugh. No, I think it came out even, like, I think that's close to 90. I think so, too. Oh, like, I think right. that's yeah, another of its crimes, old, yeah. is that it, it it was getting to the point where, where he like... Should know better. Right. We like, all should have known better. As a society, things like that weren't... Like, we were recognizing that it's not okay. You've done stuff at this point, man. you got money in the bank. Yeah. Such a waste here. They're like, they're shooting as a salute to the guys that have fallen, but then later on, they're going to shoot... To kill these, to kill these other people, they could have just done the same thing. They should have been more efficient. Kill two Americans with one bullet. Exactly. Well, it's an I, old Russian proverb. The, the lack of efficiency is why the Wolverines had the competitive advantage. <laughs> the, the guy looks like an uh, American Indian, and I'm like, he's probably just like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but true. How many times is this going to happen? I, I, Until morale improves. I don't think I would have the constitution to disguise myself as wheat. Me neither. So much gluten. It would drive me crazy. And you know yeah. there's bugs in it? Oh, yeah, wheat bugs. <laughs> uh, look, at, look at what you've done, Mayor. You, you coward. You killed Harry Dean Stanton. I would just, I, as, as cantankerous and ornery as he's known for being, I just want to know the story of how he ended up in this movie. And I, Because he loves America, Dave. I, Do you think right. he brought his own hat? He wasn't singing. No, because he, he knows his sons are going to avenge him. That's right. Oh, There's no then, need. He, he's not about that singing life. He's about that vengeance life. It's true. <laughs> 
Ain't got no time for singing. I got vengeance to do. Yeah. I this uh, the Cuban colonel, general, whatever he is, comrade colonel, comrade colonel. <laughs> he gets called that one point. Um, he, I like his story because you you see his discomfort with a lot of what's going on throughout yeah. the movie and it <laughs> kind of builds over the course <laughs> of the film. Arguably he has the most character development as I, far as arcs go. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah, 100% he does. <laughs> the rest of these are just teenagers become killers. Yeah. Die. Just to see, see Thomas Howell with a rifle just looks wrong. Don't you ever cry again. Don't you ever cry again as long as you live. You hear me? I feel like my dad gave me this same speech. That's <laughs> right. what they mean by we, toxic And we turned out fine. So, like, clearly... Uh, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> literally, like, all these guys are going to have a happy ending. Right? <laughs> yeah, it all works out. Spielberg produces, right? Is it really happy? <laughs> no. <laughs> let it turn. Let it turn. This is the thing where... That line, I feel like, got stuck in the writer's head, and he was like, how do I build a movie around that line? Yeah, I mean, that it's a theme, for sure, that they really laid down heavy yeah. in that scene. Alright, so this is the trick that America is going to play is they're going to trick the Russians into putting gasoline into their <laughs> tank that runs on, on diesel fuel. In their diesel fuel tank. Yeah. <laughs> the here's oil. a... The beginning and end of Jennifer Grey's character development is girl who bombs things. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great, though. I like that they specifically gave her that job. Okay, that is a diesel tank right there. Oh, is it? Okay. That the guy was getting ready to, or not tank, but you know what I mean. That's the one he was going after. Aren't you supposed to be a Russian or a Cuban? Why are you calling, calling a woman abroad? Well, I feel like the Cuban presence is very small here. It seems like they're the ones that are kind of in charge, and, the, like, everybody else we see is a Russian. Yeah, that's true. It was, oh, oh, he's with his little his knife. knife. Which, granted, I mean, how much knife do you need, but... And then right here. This, oh, this was this. the moment that defined my Bam. childhood. <laughs> Bam. This, murder, we, murder holes. When we were watching this on VHS at home... Uh, we stopped the movie, we drove to Revco, and we bought an American flag. <laughs> because that was bad as fuck, them popping out of the ground like that. That was one of those things you always wanted to build in the backyard. Yes. And you realize that you're an idiot and you don't know how to use a shovel. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't know how much effort it takes to dig a hole yeah. big enough for you to get into. <laughs> That's actually one of my primary gripes of television, is that they dig deep holes very quickly. <laughs> right, very small. It would take me like three days to dig a hole yes. that deep. And I know, because I, I once spent an entire night trying to dig trenches in the backyard to keep rain from getting into the house. <laughs> and uh, those trenches, like, the next day we got up, we're talking, like, four inches. Yeah. And yeah. it was all night. It was yeah. horrible. Wolverines! Wolverines! Not to get too morbid, but I buried a pet that was tiny and it took me all afternoon. Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's it, digging, digging is very hole sucks. It's yeah. it's portrayed very unrealistically <laughs> like, in media. No, no wonder they make prisoners do that shit. <laughs> right, it's, it's not fun. Well, prisoners and dumb people. Yeah, <laughs> supernatural primary offender. The Winchester brothers dig holes in like fifteen minutes. 
Yeah. For eight yeah. demons. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is not realistic even with supernatural abilities. Well, any movie you ever see, like, that, that's a, like, uh, the, the classic defending the small village type yes. deal. They've got, they've got an eight foot trench around right. the town in like an evening. And he wipes like a little bit of sweat off his brow. He's like, Woof, <laughs> that was rough. And you're like, you were there for ten minutes. I, I, like, so like the, the Russians have got to be like the worst fucking people at guarding their munitions. Because the, the Wolverines are pretty well supplied. Oh, yeah. Well, I think what we're meant to infer is that they are doing all these guerrilla strikes and then stealing, like, taking the ammunition and the weapons and everything yeah, from sure. these people that they're attacking. And the spray so, paint. I don't think they're, like, raiding ammo dumps in town or anything like that. But it'd be cooler if they were. Yeah. But these are my men. That's Jennifer Grey's other job. It's just her off-screen job. Yeah. Girl who bombs stuff and steals ammunition. Now, this gentleman on the left here, he's been in tons of stuff. Um, I guess I should in, in Russian accent. Yes, Miss, may I speak at you? Be right here. I'll be right here. Yeah, you stay right there. Why don't you go right inside? I'll meet you in there. Jennifer Gray is walking out of a building. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I wonder. And they and they play with that. Like it I, is I also love the that. name of the local sports collective. Local sports, sports collective. I'm guessing because we oh thought gosh. they didn't have schools in Russia with mascots. They don't have mascots in Russia. Maybe they don't. We don't know. I guess maybe. I've never been there, so who knows? Uh, mascots are, are too too fun. There's no. It's too much capitalism in a mascot. Yeah. We don't have time for intramurals. He fought in Vietnam? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? They lost Ernesto. Soviet-American friendship. Looks like there are a lot of guys from the old, like, studio westerns in this, because a lot of the cast pictures I'm looking at are these old guys in, like, old black and white pictures of guys in cowboy hats. <laughs> that shot is really amazing, because you've got these two actors that are, are just talking dialogue, and then they don't cut. It just, the building behind them just blows up. Yeah. And this is all in the days where effects are practical. Yeah. Like, yeah, they actually CG. blew up that building. Yes. It wasn't, right. uh, yeah. they, they actually paratrooper, too. Like, like, you, know, you, don't, you don't get a second take at that. So if yeah. one of those guys messes up their lines... Well, it's, they're speaking four language. So yeah, matter. you're just going to fix it in the <laughs> subtitles. But if the guy adding the subtitles to the movie messes up, well, that's it. You're it's done. done. Game, Game over, over like that. Game over. If he'd yeah. accidentally put in you were a giant potato, like that would be it. That'd be the that, movie we're stuck that with. That never happens. Well, now I wish it did. Subtitle. <laughs> Subtitle. Release the potato cut. What the fuck is that? Smoke ring. Uh, She was vaping. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's, gross. She invented she invented competitive vaping. Oh, that's his ejector uh, ejector seat. Okay, I couldn't. uh, The first time around, I was like, "What is that thing?" And then we move on to this dude sleeping under the bush, so I didn't have time to think about it. (laughs) Did not occur to me that the two things were related. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that it had to have something to do with the plane, but then I don't understand how he was sleeping. That looks like plane parts. 
So this blew my mind seeing Powers Booth looking this young because my my touchstone for him is Deadwood, yeah. where he very much does not look young. No, and, and he James just looks Dad? old and evil. Yeah, to, well, to, and that's gosh. Even, need, even Tombstone, he looks younger than he was in Deadwood. I was going to say we need to do Tombstone, but that movie's like two and a half hours. It's one of my favorite movies ever, but that'd be a lot of movie. Yeah, you could do a two-parter. Even even this one's a little bit longer. Than, well, how long is this? It's almost two hours. An hour and yeah. fifty-four minutes. Okay, yeah, this is a pretty decent chunk of movie. And like I said, there's not a lot of downtime. It moves right along, but... Well, they jump right uh, into the blowing shit up. Man. So here we get our... Uh, some, somewhere around here, we get our second piece of exposition he's, where Powers their, Booth explains what's going yeah. on in the world. He's their military mentor now. I don't, you know, he doesn't do a whole lot of mentoring. And actually, this is another thing that my brain created that apparently doesn't happen in the movie. I was thinking he and Patrick Swayze clashed a little bit over who was in charge. And it doesn't happen at all. No. No. And I feel like they were setting up a fatherly thing between him and Leah Thompson. But it did not come across that way. Uh, it could have gone either way. Then. And now yeah. I'm wondering if it's me or... Like, is that just me being creepy? I... Yeah, that's... I, I got kind of a creep of... Uh, yeah, it seemed pretty... I think I think she was just playing finders keepers. She mm. found she found him. She yes, he's here, mine now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she is. I don't know. I feel like her character is halfway portrayed as Nell. She, well, I mean, she's a little. I think she's supposed she, to be a little shell shocked. Yeah, a little feral, as it were. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's laying it out for him now, like Captain America. <laughs> this is what happened. So this is this is about the point where we all got really caught up in the movie the first time around <laughs> right, and right. just watched the movie. Uh, we've got to make sure and <laughs> not just do that this time, yeah. especially since we've seen it once. Now, I really like the evolution of the wardrobe as the movie goes on. Uh, they start to get bits and pieces of Russian uh, clothing, and uh, they're not just wearing the same shit they wore when we met them. Yeah, right. Like everything evolves, Patrick Swayze starts wearing that hoodie headband combo that is just badass. That's just cool. I want to start doing that. I don't do that. No, I totally want to. Have to make the continuity person really earn their keep. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's a fact because there are little things while they change what they're wearing quite a bit, which is another cool thing that later on when they're in the snow, they've got the white. Fatigues yeah. on, like they're not just wearing the same shit the whole time. Now the question does come up uh, when they walk into town <laughs> earlier, where they got those nice clean clothes from. But uh, so, so do you think there was any sort of plan on merchandising and having different action figures, and that's why they, they have different outfits? Oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> but, uh, but no, in uh, 1984. Now a few years later, with Commando, I think it was Commando Arnold. that got. An action figure line Commando, that yeah, was bizarre. Uh, well, Commando might have predated this. Now that I'm thinking about it, nah, I is feel there like Commando, Commando was, I think like was after this. Is there a Patrick Swayze action figure? Did he do anything to warrant mm, a Patrick? I'm pretty comfortable saying no. Wow, why is there not a Dalton action figure? Commando is 85. 85. Okay, so yeah. it's the next year. Um, 
So, so out of all the people on here, like, so Leia Thompson obviously was is an action figure, right? Mm, no, not from Back to the Future. Well, no, yeah, there might be a reaction figure of her. I'm I'm trying to think if they, yeah, I think they made a reaction figure of her. Surely there's there's a. Oh no! Wait! No! No! Because she was the mom of her Howard the Duck. No, I don't think there was a figure of her. Hmm. Wow. Uh. And I gotta say, I don't know that even now with all the nostalgia, like if Super Seven or, or Funko wanted to do their sort of retro figures, I don't know how well I think a Red Dawn line would do. Oh, probably not. No. Because again, but Dalton from Roadhouse would. Say Dalton that. now they could do a whole line of Roadhouse. Like if yeah. if <laughs> if Super Seven wanted to do Roadhouse reaction figures, or if Mego with their revitalized lines, if they wanted to do some Roadhouse figures, I think that would be huge. Uh, if we we just missed Powers Booth's uh, revelation that uh, people in Denver are resorting to cannibalism. Yeah, that was that's dark. Yeah, then this movie in general is pretty dark, but that was, uh, he's talking about they're eating, what, sawdust? Sawdust, bread, bread rats. And rats, and sometimes each other. It was like, whoa! You damn kids, you get to eat beans. <laughs> right, yeah, he's ch- he's chastising them for their, not appreciating their beans enough. How dare you eat? Listen, old man, we gotta keep our... Fucking nutrients up so that we can kill these rescues. If, Hashtag Wolverines. If I had to guess, I would say the closest thing to just a standard Patrick Swayze action figure, probably some Japanese company did like a dirty dancing figure. That would not surprise me to find that out. Or or a dirty dancing like Barbie said. I could see that. Let's see. Here. I can see that. No, no point break action figure. I don't know if I don't know how Mattel would feel about Dirty Dancing because that movie is very controversial, and Mattel is not having any controversy whatsoever. Yeah. Any movie where because a major right is, an abortion is a major, a major plot point. Yeah. yeah, I don't see Mattel touching that. Touching one. that? No. Hmm. Super Seven. Okay, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> no, no abortion action figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, Point Break. That would be another good action oh, figure line. Yeah. yeah? Johnny Utah. No, everything on here is a custom. Yeah. What a bummer. I feel like someone took whoa, a Kenny Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. To... Oh. Oh. Did we find something? Okay, now there are some pops, obviously, but... Coming in March 2020, Red Dawn, Jed, and Erica three and three quarter inch action figure set. Wow, Super Seven from uh, yeah, Super Seven. Their reaction. Jesus, of course. Uh, you can pre-order now from Entertainment Earth, probably BigBadToyStore.com. Look at that! The two brothers. That's amazing. No, Erica yeah. is uh, Leah, Thompson, Leah Thompson, right? Oh, yeah. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Jennifer Gray's Tony. Holy cow! Wow. Okay, well let's let's look into this a little bit deeper. So, um, wow. Well, if, if there's Red Dawn action figures, surely someone somewhere at some point is going to wise up and make some Roadhouse action figures. 
Yeah, that seems crazy that that hasn't already happened. That seems yeah. like it's got to happen. I it needs to. With a with throat ripping action, throat ripping action, and uh, people waking up with their throats cut. Okay, they're people ma- waking up with their throats cut. <laughs> they're uh, making uh, two two packs. Uh, Matt Eckert and Colonel Ernesto Bella, which. So that's Charlie Sheen that's and the, the Cuban. Cuban guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Comrade Colonel. Yeah, and then Jed Eckert and Erica Mason. No pictures yet, but uh, those are coming out in March. So for the listeners, if you want to go to uh, BigBadToyStore.com or wherever you buy your action figures, you can pre-order those right now. Wow. That's there, wild. There you go. And they're a little cheaper than uh, what reactions are going for now. It's 30 bucks for the two-pack. If, if they made uh, Roadhouse action figures, what, who would they make? I mean, obviously Dalton and... Uh, Dalton and uh, Sam Elliott's character. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, you'd have to make the guy that is not uh, the guy from RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Jackie Treehorn? You'd, you'd have to make the bad guy. Yeah? Um, Johnny, I think. I would want a name. Terry Funk. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you would want a Terry Funk. I would want uh, the fat dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull the bear fill on me. And the bear that falls on him. And they would need to make, in, in this day and age, vehicles are a little hard to come by, but I'd want that monster truck, too. Sure. Yeah, and the Mustang convertible. That would be easy to get from, like, yeah. the Hot Wheels. Yeah, sweet Stang. Yeah. I mean, I owned one of those. It was not that sweet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a flanking maneuver. So he, he is he is showing them a little bit on how to yeah yeah and and make be more effective. And they're like, "What's all them terms you're using?" Yeah, although I had the same question. I was like, "He's using some big time military like planning strategy terms, and these guys have been living in the woods for three months. It's, it's, Why don't we just shoot right at them?" It's like, like an Infinity War when uh, Star Lord tells Tony Stark, "Don't call us plucky. We don't know what it means." <laughs> <laughs> Is that Randy Quaid? Yikes. <laughs> That's all I can think of from Independence Day. Hello, boys. I'm back. Oh, Did anybody gosh. see the new Independence Day? Nope. 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 Me neither. <laughs> Zero interest in yeah. that. Yeah. They needed the Fresh Prince. On the I agree. If Will Smith had been in it, I would have seen it by now. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will probably see Bad Boys. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely see Bad Boys. Um, I, I saw see how Atlanta looks like Miami. I saw the first <laughs> uh, first two Bad Boys in the theater on opening night, and I don't know that I'll make opening night for this one, but I definitely want to see it in the theater. I think I saw the yeah. second one in the theater. Was it? It was the second one where Henry Rollins is the cop, right? Yes. Yeah. He's the like DEA agent, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love Henry Rollins' description of like people giving him acting jobs. He's like, I keep showing up because I say yes to everything and, like, no one's figured out that I'm not an actor yet. <laughs> Man, he sure does take a long time to, like, like, what is this guy's just sitting there? Yeah. The pilot is just like, I'm just gonna keep sitting here. Yeah, it seems... I feel like his direction was just act like you're gonna fly the plane and you don't even notice this guy throwing a grenade into your plane. <laughs> because that's what he does. Despite the fact that he showed it to you. <laughs> yeah, right, was, and flipped you off. It was, it was so convincing for a second I thought, is he a Russian pilot? <laughs> you know what? There is a 
I could be wrong. I don't, there's not really much foul language in this movie, is there? No. Which not is really. surprising, because I'd really be cussing like crazy in this situation. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, uh, that they had the R rating. Yeah, obviously for the violence. Yeah. I mean, they take the Lord's name in vain a few times. That's true. Yeah, they do. And what are you now? Well, I'm someone with beer smaller than you, Selbo. <laughs> Albert Thermostat Dracula is about to swoop in and take care of all these commies. <laughs> and then eat the Americans. And then they're playing, you know, they, you've got a... Yeah, you got a little pigskin in there. Yeah, you Good gotta, old American re- Remember what you're fighting for. In America, we play football in the fields and the girls are cute. And we play with high wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that's a top ten hit in 1983. <laughs> Had Brett Favre in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just an American fella, and I got an American girl. <laughs> it is strange that there's no like big song with this movie. We're gonna stay not, in America. It's usually, like the All 80s lives. always had like some yeah, big song. Thinking about that the would at least play the over the credits. Right, right. How is there not like a? How is like yeah. Yeah, like, where's Cheap Trick? I think John Melius didn't play that shit. <laughs> nah. That's probably true. Like, I can see He's that like, no, no, this is thing. serious. Well, and also... <laughs> this ain't some Chuck Norris movie. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this ain't no Top Gun this with Highway to the Danger Zone. This ain't Invasion USA. <laughs> um, which I think had a very similar premise. I mean, the title suggests that it does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh... <laughs> We don't know. Uh, plus, plus, once you drop popular music into it, it instantly dates it, and this is a timeless concept meant to last for decades. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, you not, not at all. A this could have filmed, been filmed yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it could have. Yeah, uh, true. I like that they did Christmas decorations. That's nice. Oh, uh, you got it. Yeah, you got to find your joy somewhere. Comic scum. Well, this guy is clearly living a very comfortable life in these trying times. He's in his <laughs> yeah. cabin with his his wife with the hot old titties. He seems to know everything about everything, and yet the Russians are never at his door. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. He even knows some special, special forces in to help There's you out. Some special forces help you out. There's even at least one kid that has a tracking system in him. They never Oof. find Mr. Mason. That looks cold. Yep. Yep. But you said they shot this mainly in Mexico? New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, Las Vegas, they say a lot. Not old Mexico. Not old Mexico. Wait. That's where the terrorists came from. You said said in the movie. Wait, did you say Las Vegas? Parts of it were in Las Vegas. Okay, that's not New Mexico. It said Las Vegas, New Mexico. Look, I'm oh, reading is, Wikipedia. Is there a Las Vegas, New Mexico, too? I don't know. I'm about to Wikipedia I don't know. That. What are you asking me for? I'm not our Googleologist. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. There's uh, there's lots of Las Vegas. There is a Las Vegas. Vegas in New Mexico. There are, v- Viva Las Can you imagine Vegas. getting confused? <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. Up, showing up to ending like, up here <laughs> What instead? happens at Vegas Station? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Where's Chris well, no wonder it stays here. There's nobody here. Where's Chris Where's Aerosmith? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, holy shit, yeah. Las Vegas, New Mexico is that downtown. This is like a modern Wikipedia picture of it. 
and it's the same downtown that was in the movie. Really? Oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's great. Like, I am straight up looking at a 2010 Dodge truck in front of those <laughs> same buildings. That's awesome. It's because these colors don't run. America yeah. stole, stole our new Mexico from old Mexico. This is this is where it all starts to go wrong. Yeah, it's kind of downhill from here. Really yeah, well, yeah, because this is when this is when our our folks start dying. Yeah, we start, yeah. start taking casualties. With, uh, I think our first casualty is one of the guys who we don't know. One of the name. randos. Yeah, Danny. No, Danny. which is weird. Which is weird because there's only Danny six. actually makes it to the end, <laughs> right? Right. But it but seems like, like there are a lot of random people. <laughs> there, but like your non-Charlie Sheen, Patrick Swayze, Thomas C. Howell dudes are like mostly interchangeable and forgettable. Even C. Thomas Howell is pretty interchangeable. <laughs> he, he yeah. Just because he gets to uh, rage. Yeah. Basically, the cast is uppercase Swayze, uppercase Sheen. Lowercase C. Thomas Howell, <laughs> not Swayze, not Swayze. Everybody else. Leah Thompson, <laughs> Jennifer Grey. This this strategy makes no sense to me. You've got two tanks fighting each other, right. and they're going to hide in front of in one front of, of one of the tanks. <laughs> like I feel like just go literally anywhere else. <laughs> just because that you're just because you blend in with the snow, it's not right. Get <laughs> blown up. You can still get hit. <laughs> <laughs> like the shell is going to hit you whether it sees you or not. <laughs> the artillery doesn't have eyes. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I would get out of there. But I do like the freak out. They're like, I can't take it anymore. Like, yeah. I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. Also, it apparently does snow in uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico, because there's a shit ton of images. Of well, yeah, I mean, it has to because this is not set dressing. That's this. They didn't. They didn't go three miles around, laying down fake snow. Snope. We need that snope like they have at Disney World. All right, everybody, get out of here. Start with me. <laughs> Oops, tripped. Pew pew pew. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, this just doesn't seem like it's very well thought out at all. It's not well thought out, but it is a great scene. Uh, like very intense. Like I'm, I'm into this enough to not worry about how bad their hiding spot was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Where like you're I'm caught aware. Up in the moment, yeah, you don't really. But when you think about it, you're like that makes no sense. I'm, when you're caught up in the moment, you're like, oh, this. I'm totally feeling what these guys are going through. I'm aware of how dumb it is, but I don't care because this is all very intense. Especially Rando number two. (laughs) Hardvark? Getting blown up. Shot up. And just kind of hanging around the thing. Well, and then this, where he just tumbles up. Dead. (laughs) Morp. This is brutal. Well, and that's that's something that I think John does a pretty good job with writing and directing this movie is that the death seems... It doesn't seem inconsequential. Right. Like, it seems like it has weight to it. Right, even though we don't really know who that guy is, we're horrified that he just died. You know, like, one of them died. This is yeah. the first time we've seen one of them die. Yeah. 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 They've been relatively indestructible thus far. And it wasn't a cool death, either. He nope. wasn't, like, charging anybody going, I'm gonna get you, America! <laughs> no. It was just, like, shot in the back. There was no blaze of glory. 
It wasn't a cool death like Jack Black and Mars Attacks. Well, I mean, no death will ever be that cool. No. <laughs> so apparently the Howdy from Calumet painting, at least for a while, was still painted on the side of a building in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Wow. Because there are plenty of photos of it. On oh, the that's great. That are not stills of the movie. And then finally, we blow up Powers Booth and a tank. It's very sad. Watching this whole scene, I realized everything I know about tanks, I learned from playing combat on the Atari. Which so were you much. surprised to learn that there's not actually ricochet ammunition? I was. Yes. Or invi- yes. invisible tanks. <laughs> or that they didn't spin around like crazy when they got hit. <laughs> Shit into other shit and bouncing off things. <laughs> this I thought tanks went around a lot more. I was really uh, see, she, she, she felt for him. I'll yeah. never love anybody again. Yeah. She was falling for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a father figure and she's feral. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much left to bury. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> I got a pinky finger. <laughs> young, young, confused basements are easily flooded. <laughs> Is that too soon? <laughs> Take them away. It's like, well, we've got Andy's marked really well. What about the other guy? I want to see what these figures are going to look like. I, like, I would hope it's going to be this later in the movie look because this yeah, is much more right. toyetic and interesting. Like, I hope it's not them in their, like, high school jacket or whatever. Right. Like, that would suck. <laughs> well, he never had his Letterman jacket on. He never oh, that's right. That jacket. was Sheen wearing Sheen that. Did. Yeah. But yeah, still, even just Sheen his leather jacket. Yeah. Like, don't give us that. Right. Give us this, like, cool word. I want it with the hood. The hood and the headband. Oh, I better have the hood and the headband. Yeah. I'm not even buying it. <laughs> right. Screw that. <laughs> or better interchangeable heads. Oh, there's no photos? No, no, no photos yet. They'll probably reveal them at Toy Fair. Can you do which? Which, by the way, for the, for the listeners, uh, needless things. Toy Fair coverage will be coming at the end of February. Mm. Um, can, you, can you do interchangeable on a three and three quarter? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, sure. Have the uh, have the snow gear it would, uh, variants. It would literally be easier to do an interchangeable head because all that would be is a peg. Oh like, yeah, it would, you're it, right. It wouldn't even have like a ball joint. Yeah, that'd be the easiest thing in the world. Um, Actually, knowing Super 7, they'll release the same figure, just unpainted. Or, or like, neon colors, or, like, communist colors. (laughs) Oh, no, they need to do one that's regular, and then one that's, like, red, white, and blue. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. And I'd be the idiot that buys that. Oh, I'd 100%. I'm much more interested in their weird paint variants than I am in their standard figures at this point. I think I've got three variants of the worst. Yeah, I've got got three, because I've got those two... Oh, wait, are there three over there now? Do I have th- No, th- that's a different series. I've got two sets of the worst, and then I've got the regular paint that they yeah. released that I opened up. I'm like, well, clearly I need these because these are all a different color. Well, they did They did Glow-in-the-Dark. They did Star Wars. Yeah, I think I've got the Star Wars set. I don't know that I have the Glow-in-the-Dark mm-hmm. set. What's the other? I then the regular set. Here, Here's Colonel Hunter. Why, why do they not accept us? Everyone loves Parade. <laughs> Look at us playing music. Wearing uniforms. Snacky I have established beret. I don't know shit about the military, but I feel like those pins are just haphazard. Yeah, they do look a little like I don't feel like they'd just be out on his jacket like that. Right, That's like you'll wear like an outer jacket. But I also don't feel like John Melius would get that wrong. Right. I have no idea. And I don't know what the rules are in Cuba about 
Wave your flag. Well, well, that was. I think these are all Russian guys. Oh, yeah, these I guess would be Russian. Yeah. Is it the Russian military? Or is it? I don't even know who's in charge. I'm so confused. I I feel like the Cubans are kind of because it showed him talking to. I think they're a smaller force. That's part of the larger. That's more Russian army. Uh, um, conscripted into the Russian army. Well, yeah, that. But I, I feel like they're the ones that are maybe a little more familiar with the terrain or that something. Sense, yeah. But that the bulk of the soldiers are actually Russian. Now you got your tough guy hunter. Who gives a great speech and doesn't, doesn't actually do, anything. do a whole lot. He walks like a grandpa with a bad hip at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, once he's introduced, they start dying. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think he was the one behind the lure them in with food. And then yes. helicoptered them to death. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think he was... Wasn't he on one of the helicopters? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one that didn't get shot down. Where? The one that didn't get shot down. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> the, the funny thing, though, is they have the big face-off at the end with him and Swayze. But I don't think Patrick Swayze even knows who he is at any point. Yeah. Not yeah. The most Cuban-Cuban man... Ever with those sunglasses on. <laughs> we need to really up your Cuban quotient in this scene. What can, can you, you what can you do for us? Can you look like Pitbull? Who's Pitbull? <laughs> from the future. <laughs> Miami Vice. Can you do some Miami Vice? Yeah, Miami was the thing then. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I when did when did Miami Vice start? Eighty three? 82? Uh, I feel like it was more like the mid-ish 80s. Uh, The only reason I say 83, 82 is because at one point I looked into it and it started way earlier than I thought it did. It may not. 84, okay. So the same year as this. Also, how has Miami Vice... Cubans were hot in 84. Well, yeah. How has Miami Vice not been rebooted? Cubans are still hot right now. Has it not been what? Rebooted. It has. It has it? it yeah, is. they did a movie with yeah. Jamie oh, Foxx and uh, somebody. What was the other one? Was it Jamie Foxx? I thought so. I don't think was so. Was he Tubbs? If only there's a way to look up this information. Right? 2006 and, uh, film. Wow. So, oh, so yeah. four, 14 years ago it was Col- rebooted. Col- no, it was uh, Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. Oh, it was well, Jamie Foxx. I didn't okay. see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. But. I like Colin Farrell. But I just wasn't interested in that movie because to me, Miami Vice is '80s. You can't, yeah, you, you can't do anything else. I kind of would have been fine with it if they did. Well, I, get, I didn't see it, so I have no idea if they did this or not. But like a Twenty One Jump Street, where it's a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, but that gets tiresome it. too. Where like, let's take an old thing and turn it into a comedy. Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of those. I'm kind of over that. It's you know, if it's sometimes it's well done, but not often. Yeah. Because it's like, let's mock this thing that you grew up with and loved. I guess there was, in the 90s, there was uh, Fastlane with Tiffany Amber Thiessen in it. And uh, uh, Bill Bellamy. And it was basically like, it was the same exact premise as Miami Vice, but set in like a northern city. It was like undercover detectives doing drug busts. With Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yeah. She was like the cop that was dispatching them. I just can't imagine her <laughs> I can't being imagine. serious at all. And Bill Bellamy was a comedian, and I have an easier it, time imagining him being serious. It was not serious. serious per se, but it wasn't like comedy. Huh. 
<laughs> it was about as serious as mine. I don't know. I was going to watch it because Tiffany Amber Thiessen was in it. Fastlane. Yeah, Saved by the Bell. I don't remember that at all. There's a lot I don't remember at all. Well, and it's not great. I think well, you really didn't need to specify <laughs> I that. I don't know if that That's, Amber Thiessen, Bill Bellamy was selling that I, for you. I could not. infer that from the information you provided. <laughs> Here comes C. Thomas Owl with his double barrel of America. Yeah. Right? This is, this is where they find out that they've been betrayed. Oh, hey, uh, Arian, what was your statistic about the violence of this movie? Oh, like, when it came out in 84, it was, like, in the Guinness Book of World Records, is the most violent movie ever. Which is crazy, because it's... I can't imagine that. There's plenty of blood. I don't don't know what criteria they were using. It's, hold on, I'll tell you the specific bit of trivia that they cite. There's plenty Um, of blood, but it just doesn't seem that violent to me. But I do remember, with, with you saying that, I do remember, like, that being a thing. People talking about how violent it was. I guess when did Gremlins come out? Uh, also 84, right? Yeah, I feel like in 84 we were all discovering all sorts of weird limitations. <laughs> we need Rub a butt on him. Obviously they were talking about no, this, a cigarette butt. Also... <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if Leah Thompson starts rubbing her butt on me, that is not going to be yeah. considered I'll, a negative. I'll start talking. Yeah. <laughs> the film made the, the, the Guinness start... Book of World Records for having the most acts of violence of any film up to that time, according to their calculations. 134 acts of violence occur per hour, or 2.23 per minute. Hmm. Wow. That's, uh... Do we have what? Do we have any idea what the current record holder is? No. Passion of the Christ. I mean, I'm putting money on it. We blew it away, like, the next year, probably, but... <laughs> I mean, Rambo came out. Chuck like, Norris ah! is like, hold my beer. <laughs> and, and apparently this was Charlie Sheen's film debut. So there you go. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, so he wasn't an outsider. I guess Emilio was. Okay. The bland one. <laughs> I love I love Emilio Estevez. I do. I, I both of the Sheen brothers, um he, he's, he's the really, non he's the non crazy one. Uh, the less threatening one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I was a he's huge the one that's in breakfast. I was a huge fan of, of both of theirs uh throughout the eighties. And and I love Minute Work. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Seeing great. them like on screen together like that uh, was was huge. It was a big deal. I, liked I don't it. think I appreciated uh, Charlie Sheen until the the Hot Shot movies. Uh-huh. See, I I I always thought Charlie Sheen was really they, cool. They found out that one of their own has betrayed them. Daryl went back to visit his father, the the mayor, and yep. got captured and forced to swallow a tracking device, which made that thing go beep boop while they were walking through the forest. Yeah. We during the first watch through, we were laughing. We called it a Russian device that goes beep boop when Americans are near. <laughs> and then we realized it's literally a device that goes beep boop when Americans are near. <laughs> we're not doing it. I am Danny, and I have lines in this movie too. I'll do it. Shut up, here's Robert. here's how much I liked Charlie Sheen even in the nineties. I went and saw the Arrival. In a movie theater. Wow. I don't even know what that is. And that's a movie about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. Did you right. watch either one of his sitcoms? Uh, no. No, you're because... Not a, you're not a true fan. Because by that, ti- <laughs> by that time, I was kind of over him. Wait, did he just... <laughs> and possibly City? due to the arrival. <laughs> was Spin City not... Oh, wait, no, yeah, he was on Spin City, because he took over for uh, Michael J. Fox, and yeah. I, did, I did watch that. 
And uh, I like Ro- that. Robert doesn't give a shit. Robert's like, whatever, yeah. bro. Yeah, See, that was Thomas wild. Traitor. Yeah. I have a heart of ice. Well, like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you can't take him with you because he's got the tracking device. and he, He's going to poop it out, though. They made him swallow it. Like, they don't necessarily know that. It could be, like, lodged in his gut somewhere. Yeah, I wouldn't be, take that chance. Yeah, like, I'd just, be like, I'd just be like, you just go wherever you need to go. You go over there. Yeah, I wouldn't have killed him, but I would have been like, you, you gotta... But then again, the he kind of does know too much about how they operate. Right. Like, Yeah, you gotta kind of... Killing kill him, him is the, the safe play. Gosh, <laughs> you, you, you gotta do it. I'm just like, like go you know, walk somewhere else. I mean, well, you just remember this, Sean. When you right. when you turn on us... <laughs> you made yeah, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> just don't, don't swallow I'm gonna be like, wait, just let me poop. I'm gonna be like, guys, <laughs> come on, it's Sean. And Arian's gonna be like... <laughs> And then Mike Gordon's gonna—I'll back gonna up like, teabag you. Add <laughs> <laughs> to Mike. Mike List, listeners, here uh, another illustration I'd like to commission. No, 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 Mike Gordon. You don't need to do teabagging Red Rangers' <laughs> recently annihilated corpse. Yeah, you don't have like to... me standing in the back, Halo style. With, 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 uh... <laughs> I will not be upset if the muse doesn't strike any of you for that particular image. I'm trying to purge it from my brain right now. Really, that can't, but that can't be. Uh, it can't be a still picture though. It would need to be done like video game graphic yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, the it would have style. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that it doesn't, doesn't need to be done at all. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Once you said it's a GIF in video game style, I might kind of do want to see it. <laughs> Now, is that his brother, or is that the dude that they just had to kill? I don't know. I think that's the dude they just had to kill, because they... Well, because remember... That, the that I don't know. That that dude and his brother, he had just dropped both of them Right, off, they were right? the friends. Ooh. Yeah. So, like... Old oh, Riggs! Oh, not bubble! I didn't oh, catch the first oh, time. Oh, wow! That was so wow. Oh, jeez, and it's still there, too. <laughs> Patrick's like, can we He's, do that over? Tom's like, no, we're going to keep that in. Or yeah, that's, that, in. that was intense really emotion yeah, like, gotta, by way of bodily mucus. <laughs> that, that's that's Oscar snot right you there, can't, son. You can't, it's hard to do nose acting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, they, man, if, we, gotta, we captured if that. If they discover that they killed the one with the tracking device... You just feed the rest of them tracking devices for oranges. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Diabolical plot. They'll kill each other. They're not wise enough to spot a trap. <laughs> well, they're hungry. Cinnamon buns, dude. And they, Oh, uh, man. That was the funny part. Is It was like boxes of cereal and cinnamon buns. And yeah. I could go for... That was, uh, this that is, was the breakfast truck. Come on! I am in week three of uh, eating right, like very, very strictly, and I would absolutely murder a cinnamon bun or like a a honey bun or a Danish right now. (laughs) I'd murder a person if they were holding (laughs) it. So you're telling me I'd go all see Thomas Howell on you if (laughs) I if I kill this guy, the carbs in this cinnamon bun won't count. Deal. That's, that's just science. Done. Who can, who can dispute that? So here's what we've learned, listeners. 
I won't kill dragon. somebody for betraying me, <laughs> but I will kill them if it means I can have a pastry. Don't, don't get caught swallowing a tracking device or a cinnamon bun in the presence of Mary and Mike and Dave, because you'll die. We are finding out a lot about each other. The newest I, illustration idea, uh, Red Ranger sitting in the middle of a box of cinnamon buns, just gobbling them up, and me and Aaron and Mike standing behind him, looking very displeased. With dislodged jaws ready to eat everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. What is this? She goes after the orange. She's got a feral Jennifer Grey. Pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Just chowing down. Well, there's not a lot hot in this movie. It's so. true. It's true. Yeah. So. But checks. I swear I thought she was going to get a bullet right there. Like, yeah. I thought, yeah. I, I thought that was the moment yeah, she yeah. just gets a bullet and then they're on the run. Click's like, tongue. I feel like That's I'm learning a lot doing. about your bloodlust here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think kneeling in the street eating in a cinnamon roll is definitely setting yourself up to be shot. And then they randomly get crawl horses. Yeah, these now, horses. These are, these are the horses they got at the beginning from the dude. When what? They, you mean when they drove away in the truck? Yeah, no. Really? Like, when they picked up, when they went into town and they ended up at uh, Ben Johnson's house, and he gave them his granddaughters We and just haven't seen him. Oh, since. did he give them horses? Yeah, they too? rode off on horses. Oh, yeah, that's right. Arian paid way more attention on this movie than I did. <laughs> hey, you know what? This tastes good. It doesn't even taste like there's a tracking device in it. <laughs> I don't even think they actually put tracking devices Corn in Corn checks like, now with tracking devices. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special prize at the bottom. Yeah. Like, they, they probably just, like, knew where they were. Yeah, yeah, they would give them their vicinity. Although, you gotta wonder, though, like, this is big, wide-open space. Yeah. Like... They went and dropped these supplies here. I, but I guess from talking to the one that betrayed them, they knew this sort of their general area of operations. Yeah. And could feel pretty confident that they'd see that. I'm just saying that if I'm believing up to this point that these eight people have taken on the uh, entire Russian army, then that's my, my believability isn't going to falter at this. <laughs> Two men in choppers, they're coming to get us. Helicopter approaching. These are some badass vehicles. These are probably the best, the the coolest vehicles in the movie. Well, I remember, uh, I I remember those particular choppers more from, uh, I think it was Rambo. Yeah, yeah, she would be like instantly dead. Or actually, no, Rambo three is the one that's in Afghanistan, and that's what I remember seeing these kind of warships in first. Because uh, I, don't, I don't think I saw Red Dawn within a couple of years of when it came out. I think I saw it later on. Mm. On TV. I definitely saw it on television. I never saw this in the theater. Yeah, no, I didn't see it on theater. I didn't see it on VHS. Like I, I said, I like saw I, it on VHS for sure. I saw it like probably a combined three and a half times over various TBS viewings in my youth. I, uh, I, I know I saw it on VHS because none of the the blood or violence or anything is shocking to me at all. And I know all of that. that back in the day, like... They would have cut some of that out. Yeah, they would have... I mean, they would have cut people getting shot out. Yeah. There would have been a quick cut. Yeah. I would have been just about nine when this came out, but I feel like I was 
almost 12 before I saw it. Yeah, that's that's probably around the same for me. Uh, Heck, when you saw it, it was pan and scan. These, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't even have been this whole picture. Uh, you dropped an orange, dude. you got to go back. Um, <laughs> of course, now you can turn on TV at any time of day and see somebody's head getting ripped off. Yeah. Which is maybe not the best direction we've ever gone with things. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Airwolf one of these kind of helicopters? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Not at all. Blue Thunder was a little bit closer, but uh, no, Airwolf was like a sleek stealth copter. Oh, yeah. I clearly don't remember Airwolf well. Airwolf, uh, greatest television theme song of all time. Other than that's maybe. fucking badass. Do we know that uh, no animals were hurt on the. Uh, we animals? don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> thinking was, but I mean, was, horses taking falls like that was very, it was, very. It was common. the 80s, and it was the same. It was guy very, very common. That doesn't mean it was cool. For well, them. right, right. It was the 80s, and it was the same guy who directed Arnold Schwarzenegger punching a horse. Camel. So, What's it was camel, a camel. camel? You're right. Yeah. My bad. And let's be fair. Nobody cares if you punch a camel. Ma- Mongo punched the horse in blazing saddles. That's right. Cool. So that rocket just think, went inside I, that chopper and, and killed, knocked killed somebody out. We don't even know that it killed the guy, but so hitting the ground out. certainly did. Yeah. I think it just went through the window. Like when and hit the guy, and then out the, yeah, the guy took it with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, you comrades. <laughs> He, he jumped, jumped out. He flies away. He jumped out with it. Here's, here's, here's where C. Thomas Howell's watch ends. And Mike Gordon, yeah. I think you just figured out that mystery. That I will accept that more than I will accept that thing went into that helicopter and did not blow it up. I'm, I'm still a little bit lost as to why. Like, C. Thomas Howell just dies and is gone, and yeah. does, like you don't yeah. even get like there's no no hey, no McClunky nothing. Yeah, no. we're sad. She has gone so wrong by that point that they're the survivors are No, but we get the extended death for Tony, which makes sense, but there's no like oh we lost Tony and No one really liked Robert. <laughs> I'll I'll vouch for that. Yeah, you're probably right. I'll agree with that. Robert's yeah. fucking nuts. He just yeah. killed that dude. Yeah. Robert, Robert killed our friend who we're still kind of conflicted about, and, you know... Is there... He, he also keeps track of how many people he's killed on his gun stock, and... I'm trying to... Do, I'm going to look up here real quick and see if there's any reason that I should like to see Thomas Howell. I <laughs> saw C. Thomas Howell on a VH1 reality show, and he was very likable on the show, and that made me like him. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. all I'm looking for is, is a yeah. touchstone like that. He was learning magic. Soul Man. <laughs> the Hitcher. Grand Man. You, okay, wait. Okay, real quick. Soul Man came out in, oh, 86. So it wasn't quite as close to yeah. things changing as I thought it was. Still should know better. Uh, Grand View USA. I don't know what that is. Red Dawn. Jimmy Lee Curtis is in there. Secret Admirer. The Outsiders. Uh, Gettysburg. E.T. Well, that's a strike against him right there. <laughs> Um, the oh, Amazing was. Spider-Man, yep. Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, which is an animated film, uh, and then su- he's in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. So in general, no, I don't have any particular reason. He was married to Radon Chong for a year. Well, it is interesting to see Who these, can hate that? these two 
pre Dirty Dancing because they're just yeah. so linked. Uh, Swayze and yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, linked to that, and it's like people don't. I don't know if a lot of people realize that uh, he handed her a grenade. I, <laughs> I totally did not put it together. I, it was watching the movies that made us. How did she get that it. behind her back? I think she dropped it and scrolled there. That's not no. how grenades work, Sean. <laughs> That's Much like Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. Listen to the wind. I mean, in in theory, she could pass it to her other hand and get her other hand up behind her back where it would keep the pen, uh, the release pen down until somebody moved her. Get a no prize. That's fine. Yeah, that'll work. We'll count it. It's not, it's not as good as Mike's explanation for why the helicopter didn't blow up. <laughs> But, uh, you know. Because the wire, it wasn't wired to the helicopter? That's, that's gonna, that's gonna win explanation of the year, I think. <laughs> that's huge, because we're in January. <laughs> huge. It's an early contender, for sure. It's a bold, bold choice. So they have to leave their companion behind to blow herself up. Yep. Yeah. Things are now they're dire. Down to, now they're down to four. Yep, three dudes and one and Leah, Leah Thompson. Thompson. So and, and I semi feral Leah Thompson. Uh, I missed uh, and I missed a lot of stuff our first time through. Apparently, but uh, I missed where did Leah Thompson and Rando you number can't three see go? Her breathe. Uh, well, she's. I, I feel like at this point, oh, she's, she's not dead. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they, 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 everybody rendezvous like in a minute, like. Right, but when when uh, oh, Patrick, Patrick and Charlie go into town, where are Leah Thompson and Rando number three? They they're, they're, they, the like, they're trying to like get away to yeah. safety. Okay, to to the free zone. And the brothers are just like, we got nothing left to live for. Let's they, go get these they, motherfuckers. They've got a, they, well, know, we'll see. In their a dad told them. Avenge me! Avenge me! He also, sent them to their deaths. Yeah, don't confuse right. the free zone with Frozone. That's a whole no. other. It's a, although the crossover yeah, was yeah. the crossover ah, was great. That's not my best work. <laughs> no, your your best work was the now she has to drink commie blood. Right, and then Arian stole it. Yeah, that was bastard. That was pretty scummy. <laughs> this dude thinks they he killed twelve dee, dee, dee. of them. <laughs> there's not. There's never been twelve of them. No. <laughs> like, at, at most, there were nine. Yep. Counting, uh, what's his name? Explosion. Counting Powers Booth. Birds, Birds calling. Look up here! Look up here! We might, if we, if we end up doing Three Amigos, we'll have to have you back for that one, Mike. I think it's a shame you haven't seen it. Although, if you don't like spies like us, Probably will not enjoy is, is three it, amigos. Is it just Chevy Chase? Because I know some people just don't like Chevy. Actually, Chase. it's more Martin Short. Martin Sheen? No, yeah, Martin Short. Martin I, Sheen. That would be a whole different, different movie, movie, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, what? Like, yeah. That would Martin be. Short's not in Spies Like Us. No, he's but he is in Three Amigos. Yeah. No, that's why I was talking about Three Amigos. Oh, okay. Oh, here goes yeah, you. You head out for the planes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was so distracted by Charlie's furry hat that yeah. I couldn't pay attention to the the words. Well, now I'm distracted by the other guy's hat because he so, looks like that weirdo so kid. So the furry Christmas hat is going to be on the figure? Yeah, it's got to be red. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. it'd be weird if it's not. And whatever that... Me and Jed, we're all used to... It might be the first Charlie Sheen figure. 
Ooh, wow. Is there one for his baseball movie? Major League? Yeah. You know, I'm honestly a little surprised there haven't been Major League figures. Um, it feels very much like a toy line waiting to happen. Yeah, it does. The only... Yeah, nothing he's done has really even gotten close to being something that would be done as a toy line. Wait, two and a half men? They didn't do a toy line war? Weird. Uh, he's definitely got bobbleheads. <laughs> well, I feel like there's Funko Pops and bobbleheads with everything. In yeah, the, uh, I don't, no, even, I don't no. even count those as Charlie toys. Sheen's got a platoon action figure. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot he was in that. It's a 12-inch? Yeah, I think Sideshow or um, 21st Century Toys, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when those were coming out. Not they weren't of any interest to me. That's not that far beyond this movie either. Nah. No drink like a Russian. That's how you blend in. Yeah. It's interesting. They gave him a scar. It's hard being brothers. It's interesting that there wasn't really a big farewell scene. Like they discussed that they were parting ways, but they weren't a good luck. Yeah, I love you. See you no, on the no trail. sentimentality in this. Movie. Yeah, no. they just move on. Yeah, there's no time for that in war. What What was the first Swayzewary movie we watched? Uh, Next, of Next of Kin. Next of Kin. I feel like there's a through line here with it's tough being brothers. It's true. The line in this connects them all. Mm. Does this mean that, like, in some weird way, Charlie Sheen and Liam Neeson are brothers? I mean, I could go. I'll accept that. Yeah. And looking at the Playboy. So here we have Letters to My Cuba, (laughs) which is this gentleman's memoir. (laughs) At that fancy writing desk. And they did... this, This is the sentimentality in the movie right here. Very interesting that it's coming from the supposed enemy of the film, uh, this conflicted character that we've been watching, you know, for the last two hours. Given the enemy depth, yeah. And, and either we either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And we see that you know he's got a family, he's got somebody he wants to get back to. He's not really invested in this conflict, and he said before. That he he was a partisan, that he was part of a revolution. He's been on both sides of it. Right. He was fighting like these people are, and now he's the oppressor. That's why he wants a figure. Yeah, absolutely. War, war never changes. That was a Kaboom. bit of a silly explosion. Like That guy kind of had to tumble himself out of that, <laughs> that little was, Yeah, I was going to say, it was like a delayed fall <laughs> out of that bunker. <laughs> like it went... And then they were like, oh. Something happened over there. I'm going to trip and That's a great out. shot, though. Ooh, I the, love that. Any statue just went down. Can't have that shit. Oh, God. Right in the head. <laughs> a lot of squibs. Yeah, this is a... It's interesting because there's all this carnage, but then kind of the climax is very personal where it's just... Uh, the, the brothers and the hunter. Yeah. <laughs> He's still, got still wearing his letter J. Yeah, I noticed that too. I, was like, I oh. think that was very intentional, though. That's the Wolverines. Like, that's where that came from. Sure. 
That's that's kind of one of what, his. What if like when pieces. he's like Charlie Sheen's tossing Patrick Swayze the grenades to throw, like a hot potato relay, like Patrick Swayze fumbled one of them. Well, they'd be fucked then. It would have been a slightly shorter movie. <laughs> my luck, I'd throw it, and my finger would cut on the pin, and it would fly off. I'd have the pin in my hand. I think this guy is the one who's getting ready to get his face blasted off in a second. We'll have to sort of watch and see what happens. But he he caught sight of them and is following them. So they're setting their RPGs up. They're blowing up this command trailer. I think that's their sort of base of communications right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got yeah. his Yeah. Blasted off with whatever the... What a, what a weird little bit of business that was. Because yeah. they, they didn't make it out to anything other than just real quick this dumb shit's going to happen. Why does this guy run so weird? It's slow motion. That was just slow motion. I think he was old. It looks very strange. It was weird. He's he's got a butt plug. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> you and your butt stuff. He's running <laughs> every time. Straddling. You know, a you gotta when you when you're trying to build a brand. <laughs> <laughs> stay committed, Dave. Butts by Arian. Let us fill you up. <laughs> oh, <God>. That's right. <laughs> Have a seat on us. He knows. He knows they're on that train. Of course he does. He's he's the hunter. He's the hunter. And does not know how to fire a gun at all. Nothing about that. You don't actually (laughs) do that. (laughs) (laughs) You're not shaking the bullets out of the gun. (laughs) Bang, bang! It's not not a fucking pepper shaker. You gotta push him forward. (laughs) Just get a little boost out of there. They don't jump out of there on their own. You gotta give them a little help. (laughs) That's how bullets work. I will say the snow is nice. It makes me feel like it's a little Christmassy. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, though: is like, is this considered a Christmas? This this is is now. This is January. Now this This is is a New Year's movie. Oh, this is February. Yeah, we're that far past it. Yeah, like if Patrick Swayze hadn't. Audibly cocked his gun. Happy, right, happy Valentine's Day. In the, like, said something. <laughs> like, he could have just shot the guy and right. possibly gotten away or, like, killed more dudes. I, but I think at this point, they've. He's, he's, just, he's just ready to He be doesn't done. care, yeah. They're running yeah. Stage. His as, brother's dying. As, as Charlie Sheen he's, said, he's he, more he and Jed are used up. Yeah. And then Colonel. C- comrade, Colonel Comrade here. <laughs> realizes that, you know... Their fight is done. That's right. So another interesting... Another interesting thing about... The Wolverines. How this movie... Because when I was younger, I thought that the Patrick Swayze movie Steel Dawn was a (laughs) sequel to this movie. (laughs) Wow. But no. But no. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's within the realm of possibility because we don't see him die on screen here. Right. And if things get worse, we could have potentially a sort of post-apocalyptic world I mean, going yeah, on. post-World War Three swordsman Patrick Swayze. Right. Defends a desert widow. I am saying that these are... 
Continuation. <laughs> I look. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. He doesn't die on camera. Wasn't your dad kind of an asshole? Would you really want him to show up when you're dying? I mean, I, I guess they did like do everything because he told them to avenge him. Yeah, I mean, I think they they're still. I don't you know. I don't know. I don't get the. I never got the sense that they did anything because he told them to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's why they ended up attacking. Uh, the Russians is is when they found out their dad was dead. I feel like that was it. That was yeah, the catalyst. The, the catalyst. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they could wait until after he got killed for him to say, "Avenge me." That's true. <laughs> so, on that same AR-15 forum that was looking, for, oh my! They, this site is obsessed with Steel Dawn and Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole. I, I am shocked at this development. <laughs> An entire thread of two from 2009 titled. Steel Dawn or Red Dawn Part Two. Oh man, I, that's so here. I feel justified. Here we now. have our surviving Wolverines. Yes, we've got Rando, Leah Thompson, and Rando Number Three. Which is, is this? Danny? Is this the one who like Danny, fucking was cares. told to piss in the radiator? Yes, this, yeah. is, this is the, this is the kid that pissed in the radiator. Yeah, but when you're grown up, you'll know these things. He's all grown and up he gets now. to live. And possibly bang Leah Thompson. And while you to repopulate the earth, the justice in that. No, 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 no. She's not. She's not gonna bang him. No, no, I don't think so. She's looking for an older fella. Yep. Yeah. She's got. She's got daddy issues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not gonna happen, dude. And and PTSD and all sorts of other horrible shit that happens in war. (laughs) Every every now and then, she reminds me a little bit of the grown-up version of what I imagine the little girl from Alien looks like. Newt. Yeah, Newt. I kind of see that. And, and here's Partisan Rock. I wonder if Partisan Rock is real. I want it to be real. The war is over. I would like to think that that prop is still out there somewhere I, I get a protecting us. I can make that. From, from the commies. All right, so voiceover stuff that, that gives us a, a somewhat uh, ambiguous ending. Like, obviously, America's still there, but we don't know what went down. We don't know what happened. Nah, no, they uh, say but the, the nation does not perish. I, I feel like the fact that, like, that rock is a monument, only the Americans would have really made it a monument. Yeah, yeah, that's manner. what I'm saying. Right. Like, so America's still a thing. But America won and ended up driving out the, the Red Horde. But uh, in the Red Dawn universe. Cool, cool credit, uh, credit sequence. I like this with yeah. the, the black and white pictures. Yeah, Aardvark. Uh, Don't remember anybody named Aardvark. No. Nope. Yeah, but, he, was uh, the, he was the first rando to get killed on the tank. But, uh, so anyway, let's, real quick, I think we all kind of discussed where we first saw the movie, but in now that we've watched it again, uh, freshened it up in our minds, for me, uh, it's it's good. I don't know. It's it's a little grim. I don't know that it's anything I'm going to revisit like super often. It's not going to be a regular watch. But it's very different tonally from what I remembered it being. Uh, much more straightforward and grim, and uh, not not the yeah. Let's have some action. Gunfire. Gunfire. Yeah. <laughs> In my right, head. Right. Yeah. Not that really. I had it filed away as a Rambo Commando. Yes, like, yes. Big so did I. So did I. Where the heroes, where the good guys. This is actually pretty, just like depressing. At the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, like most of your, uh, of your eight original Wolverines, like two live, and like neither of them are really the main characters. Yeah. 
Nor Hugh Jackman. Yeah, exactly. Of your original Wolverine. Or whoever voiced Wolverine on the cartoon. With the Australian accent. Prior to the X-Men. Oh, God. Greatest really Canadian. Um... It's it's better than I Boy remember it, actually. I, I hadn't seen it in a couple decades, probably, and uh, hadn't really even thought about it. And then when you mentioned it, I'm like, okay, that's still still be interesting. Um, but obviously, it's a product of its time, uh, for sure. Uh, and and in, and not a bad one at that. Not one that you that I'm embarrassed about. Yeah, yeah. Because this was a, you know, as, as silly as it seems, this was a real concern among yeah. people at the time. And granted, this is kind of a, you know, action movie version of it, but still, it, it kind of is a lot deeper than I thought it was would be. It, it, it really, it does a good job of encapsulating the, the like, fear and paranoia that were definitely part of that era. It's, yeah. a, it's a product of its time thematically, but not, like, execution-wise. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, and you can't really overstate the the intensity of that fear back then. Yeah, if you if you weren't, and it's a weird thing to say because our lives, and honest to be honest, have been very soft and very yeah. You know, we we have not had to deal with much. Right. But if you weren't alive then, you don't understand. Yeah. What that threat felt like. And here's a loaded statement that's probably. Too much for that would be a whole other separate type of podcast. But even in a to use this phrase post nine eleven world, I have less concern and fear about my safety in this country. Yeah. After having an attack on our soil, than we really legitimately were all taught to have back then. Yeah. You know, you know what? That is fair. That, that is, that's I agree. And that makes it makes no sense. Right. But yet, that's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. And on that uh, fun note... <laughs> uh, Welcome back, Sean. Thanks Arian, for contributing. Where can we find you online? Ah, uh, you really can't. That's fine. That's good. Unless you want to give me a job. Uh, I need a new job. So, uh, if... I don't know. Like, call me. I'll do anything. <laughs> Not anal. But, uh... I don't know. Your I conversation know. You, suggests yeah. otherwise. You know, there's there's two parts you've of got that a, equation. You've got a price. You just, you just mentioned that butt stuff was your brand. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like, no. There's there's two parts to that equation. Mike I'll Gordon, you draw your own conclusion. I'm sure you're delighted to be connected <laughs> to this conversation. Where can we find you online oh, not doing butt stuff, but possibly teabagging? <laughs> <laughs> You can definitely not find me teabagging at newlegendmike.com, nor anywhere else on the planet. <laughs> and uh, and I'm really hoping a lot of my talented artist friends are not listening. <laughs> I'd like the listeners to know I'm just I have a cough because I'm getting over a cold. I'm not actively being teabagged by Mike Gordon. Right now. <laughs> Thanks for <Yeah>. clarifying. <laughs> Where uh, where, uh, can, where can we find that you escalated. online? What are you up to? Put over, put over. Smells like cheese. Yeah. So uh, what what don't I do? Um, so put out a podcast oh, wait, every two weeks. There's, no, I do. There's, there's, there's a Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. there's a postscript. Uh, look, there's uh, no. This is the movie no, starting, starting over. Yeah. yeah. Ah shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be 
be a long postscript yeah, here. Man. Give me another two hours. Uh, uh, the Rad Ranger on Instagram. Uh, follow Smells Like Cheese. We launched Jen's art store. Uh, it's also if you search for Smells Like Cheese art on Etsy. Jen has stuff up there as well. Does it smell like cheese? It does not smell like cheese, but one of her nieces told her that she smells like cheese, and that's where the name of the company came from, Uh, obviously, uh, as well as Theme Park Alchemy. Um, And if you're interested in Disney, uh, I'm on Theme Park Pulse. That actually comes out every week. I'm not necessarily on every week. Wow. I don't have to produce it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That makes things a lot easier. I just I have just, to talk. You just show up and talk. I yeah. just guessed it for the first time in a long time. I guessed it on somebody else's podcast. Double Edge, Double Bill, by the way. You can find that online. It's the John Carpenter episode. Uh, it's so nice. Yeah. Just yeah. dropping in and talking, yeah. and then you're done. I just I put on a headset. I say a bunch of dumb shit about Disney, and I take off the headset, oh, and I'm done. nice. Well, guys, thanks for coming out to the Phantom Zone and watching Red Dawn. Let's get uh, one more in before we go. It's up on the screen again. Wolverines! Wolverines! Phantomaniacs, do you have a suggestion for a needless commentary? Head on over to the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group and let us know what movie you want us to watch. I am not guaranteeing we will take your suggestion because if it's something terrible, then we will not watch it. Because believe me, every single month when it comes up, uh, unless there's something specific planned, uh, for us to decide what we're going to watch, Arian suggests some nightmarish, horrible thing that we'd all have to suffer through uh, because he's a sicko. He's a sicko and he's a, apparently a joke thief. Uh, and we don't watch horrible movies because that's never what we set out to do. But we have watched some horrible movies, but our intention was to revisit uh, films from the past and just share our thoughts, feelings, and memories of them. And every once in a while, it's something that's not so great. Every once in a while, it's something that turns out to not be as good as we might have remembered. And every once in a while, it's something like today's movie, Red Dawn, that ended up being, uh, I think, entirely different from what any of us were expecting. Uh, So that's the point. The point is not to sit and suffer through shit. Uh, You can get that on the Caught Dead Watching podcast. Uh, hosted by our pal Battle Cougar. So go check that one out. Add it to your stream. And uh, for that and for Needless Things, please share it, like it, review it, give it five stars, do all the stuff you know you're supposed to do when somebody's making a podcast that you like and you're not paying anything for it because you're a big, dirty freeloader. Uh, But we love you anyway. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.